Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! We're back at Gable Field at Doc Wadley Stadium in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, getting set for Fort A. State football tonight. The Tigers and the Riverhawks from Northeastern State. And uh, we are awaiting the coin toss from our lead referee, Brian Moore. And the Riverhawks have won. They will defer. So that means Fort A. State's going to get their hands on the football first. We can tell you it's a warm night. Temperature in the low 90s, 93 right now. A humidity a little bit lower than we expected at 34%. And a light breeze out of the east at around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Not a threat of rain. Blue sky overhead. Pretty nice night for football. It's going to cool off as we go along. Tigers will be in their all whites. Northeastern in all green with white numbers trimmed in black. And we are just about ready to get the 2023 season underway. And a reminder, you can register at McDonald's and Hayes, Russell and Joaquin to be the coin toss kid at the Tigers season opener next Thursday night against Pittsburgh State. Get two general admission tickets if selected, a kid's game day jersey, and walk on the field for the coin toss and toss the coin before the game. It's all courtesy of Fort A. State Athletics and McDonald's and Hayes, Russell and Joaquin. Let's go ahead and squeeze in 10 seconds for station identification. This is Fort Hay State football. Our opening kickoff tonight presented by Simpson Farm Enterprises. New and pre-owned sprayers and parts. Visit SimpsonFarm.com. Simpson Farm Enterprises, Ransom Hayes, Great Ben Beloit, and Grand Island, Nebraska. And again, a reminder, you can sync in our radio broadcast with the MIAA TV feed. Get the TuneIn app. Go to KJLS, pause us until the kickoff. When it catches up with the video, you're good to go. Brian Moore, our lead referee. David Burnham, the umpire. Matt Barth, the head linesman. Phil Lombardi, the line judge. Jason Boswell, the side judge. Justin Denning, the field judge. Zach Shanline is the back judge. Aaron Kolich, the center judge. And we're ready to go. Kicking off for the Riverhawks. He's a good one. Honorable mention a year ago in the MIAA, Tyler Crawford, who started his career at Nebraska. High end over end. And it's going to be returnable. Watts will take it at the six. Up the right sideline, 20, and then gets down. Decked right there at the 20-yard line. Good special teams tackle for Northeastern State by Kaysen Burroughs. And Fort A. State's first possession will start at their own 20-yard line. This is an important set for us. You've got to watch the offensive line. We mentioned that earlier, and we'll see how they come out and play. They're a young bunch, but uh, I think they're ready to go. Again, Fort A. State with that young offensive line led by Aaron Corbin, the junior from Edmond, Oklahoma, getting the start at center for Brandon Kerr, who's in concussion protocol. Shotgun snap. They hand it off to Dixon. And he'll run it right up the middle, get hit hard, but still pick up positive yardage. They're going to give him two to the 22-yard line, and he ran into a big wall. So a two-yard run on first down. That was an area the Tigers struggled a year ago. Their running game was not as good as it's been. Ninth in the MIAA out of 12 teams, and they really struggled on short yardage situation. Now it's second down and eight from their own 22. The ball right in the middle of the field. They give it to Dixon again, and he's going to be stood up and dropped. Boy, not much room there as he is wrapped up by Chris Lee. 
the Richmond, Texas junior. Honorable mention all MIAA, and that play is going to get nothing. And boy, Fort A State, not what they wanted. They're going to find themselves in a third and long on their opening possession. Third down and eight from their own 22 yard line. I don't think our reads were right on that option. We're not reading that in, just uh, we're just giving it to the fullback. Two receivers left, two to right for the quarterback, Jack Dawson. Dixon, the running back, will line up to his right and now shift over to the left in the shotgun formation. Third down and eight on the Tigers' opening possession. Dawson under pressure. He's being chased. He breaks out of a tackle, then he goes down for a gain of only one. That was a good coverage sack. There was nobody open downfield, and the Tigers are going to go three and out, getting only three yards on their first possession. You know, we talked earlier, too, about having to come out in the first quarter and be strong. That's where we... We really had a disappointing season last year, first quarter and second quarter and scoring. Uh, it's time to get going. Well, there it is, a three and out of the first possession of the ball game. And Fort A. State not happy right there. Two runs, and then they tried to throw, but there was nobody open. And now the Riverhawks a little bit late in getting some special teams coverage in. Punting for the Tigers, Cameron Sizenkamp. Salina South product stands back inside the 10 and it gets off a pretty good kick. It was almost blocked. A fair catch will be taken at the 38 yard line. That is a 39 yard punt with no return. So Fort A State goes three and out on their first possession. And now Northeastern State will have it for the first time as they start on their own 38 yard line. We'll see about this Tiger defense. Your Northeastern State, obviously, you're really happy with how the proceedings started here, getting a three and out of the first possession of the game. And offensively, I don't know if we were ready for a three-man front with four linebackers just all over well, the place. Talk talking with Chris Brown, it's tough to prepare. You just never know in week one. Two tight ends set. Riverhawks are going to run the football, and they're going to lose yardage. Three-yard loss as they hand it off to Lauren Kirk, and he gets blasted. John Johnson came through. Miles Ben just there and a little bit of help from Ty Cooper. Loss of three back to the uh, 35-yard line on that first down run. Well, there's a good sign. Good job there by the Tiger defense and a negative play defense or offensively for Northeastern State. We just manhandled that offensive line on that first play. Tell you what, this defensive line, Evan Darville, he's been around a bit. Jason Wallace, watch out for him. And then Hazel Horse and men just the ends. This could be a pretty good front four. Shotgun snap, back to pass is Ward. He's being flushed. He's got running room. He's across the 40 and up to the 42-yard line where he's taken down by Mason Perez. Good coverage in the secondary. And Ward did not waste much time. He tucked it and ran it right up the middle to the 42. He picks up seven. It'll bring up third down and a long six. Boy, I'm impressed with Jason Wallace. I've never watched him one-on-one like I am tonight, but he reminds me of old Nathan Shepard. He's strong, <laughs> big, and drives back those offensive linemen. He's not quite six, but he's 6'4", six, 6'4", four, six, four out of Sugar Hill, Texas, or Sugar Hill, South Carolina, former junior college All-American. He could have a big year. Third down and a long six. Back to pass is Ward. He's being flushed. He throws it late. It's going to be incomplete, and we have a penalty marker in the secondary. Four eight, and now a late flag comes out after the play. The Tigers got to the quarterback, so we have two flags on the play. Play, one in the secondary, about 25 yards behind where the pass was thrown, and then one after the tackle back by the quarterback. I think well, we may wind up with offsetting penalties. We may have an interference call and, and a holding call. We'll see what happens. We do not have a ref mic feed here on the uh, in the booth, so we'll try to pick up Brian Moore on this call. 
So we're going to get a roughing the passer. Boy, you talk about huge penalties. Tigers got a third down stop. Illegal contact to the helmet and roughing the passer. And instead of Northeastern punting from the 30, 42 yard line, they've got a first down to the Tiger 43. You know, you and I talked, we weren't on the air, but we talked about mistakes and how they killed us last year. And that's a brutal mistake right here with two, two mm-hmm. penalties of defense on one play. Fort A. State was going to get a three and out defensively, and now the Riverhawks are in Tiger territory. First and ten. There is a handoff jutting to the outside is Blake May, and he gets taken down to the 40. Short gain of only a couple of yards. Good pursuit by Ty Cooper and also the quarterback, Travion Mitchell, who battled a bit of a hamstring in the preseason camp, but back out. They're going to mark him at the 40. That'll be a three-yard gain and bring up second down and seven for the Riverhawks. Uh, you know, I watched our corners come up, and we came up really hard, but we left a lot of area over there if we're going to throw the if they're going to throw the ball off that lead play second down seven for northeastern state they're at the tiger 40 thanks to a roughing the passer in illegal contact of the helmet penalty on third down in which the tigers got to stop in motion drew ellerick they're going to hand it off to the running back may he scampers to his right he runs forward up to about the 35 yard line brought down by John Johnson, also Mason Perez on that tackle. They're going to mark him at the 35. It is a gain of five, and now it brings up a third down and about three yards to go for the Riverhawks. They're going to mark him at the 36-yard line, so only a gain of four. Third down and three. Tigers got a stop, but then two penalties gave the Riverhawks the first down earlier on this drive. Pistol formation for Ben Ward, the quarterback. Takes the snap. He's being flushed, and it's batted down. It's intercepted. Picked off. Gavin Hazelhorst deflected the pass. Miles Men just picks it off, and Fort A. State has it at the Riverhawk 47. It's a turnover. Last year, Fort A. State had their fewest takeaways in 17 years, and they get an interception on Northeastern State's first possession tonight. Wow, that takes care of those penalties in a hurry. Now offensively, we've got to make the right reads against this three-man front. We didn't do that the first series of plays, and I hope they made some adjustments on the sideline. But there they are again on the three-man front. Fort A. State will start at the Riverhawk 47. Boy, what a play. Hazelhorst deflected it, and an athletic men just the interception. Handoff to Dixon. He's blown up back inside the 50. They almost got to him the minute he touched that handoff. And right now, the offensive line is getting whipped up front. That's going to be a loss of about five back to the 48-yard line, second and 15. You know, you beat that kind of rush with going to your tight end real quick. Just a little pop pass, see if we throw the football. So Fort A. State, after the penalty, cost them a three and out defensively. They come back with an interception on third and short, but a negative play, and they're second and 15 from their own 48. No score, first quarter, nine and a half to go here in the first quarter in Tahlequah. Dawson to the shotgun, Dixon to his right, gets the handoff, spins off a tackle. He's across the 50 and up to the 49-yard line, a gain of three. Forte State's only attempted one. Well, they were going to attempt to pass. Nobody was open. Dawson had to eat it and gained a short one-yard run. Haven't even looked to throw it right now. It'll be third down and 12. You know, you know those three men up front are going to come hard. Let's see what they do with their backers this time if they come also. Dawson in the shotgun. Dixon to his right. Two receivers. Now three receivers. One of them a tight end. K.O. Corbett split out to the right side. And here to the left is one of the new wide receivers on the team. Hosea Stokes out of 
Victor Valley College in California. Third down, 12. Dawson to throw. He goes across the middle. He's got a man. Watch. It's a first down inside the 25. He's got it to the 24. They're going to mark him at the 23-yard line. First down, Tigers on a 26-yard completion on third and 12. Tell you, if you give Dawson some protection, he's going to hit a receiver. And we got great protection that time. Linebackers didn't come at all. It was just a three-man rush, and we handled it. Boy, what a dart of a throw, and Watts got inside leverage, and he has a first down to the 23 of Northeastern State. No score, 8-14 to go first quarter. Dawson pitches it off to Dixon to his left, breaks a tackle, hit at the knees, sheds the tackler, gets inside the 20, and down to the 12. That's a nine-yard run. We're going to say eight. They're going to mark him at about the – we're going to say his knee hit at the 15-yard line. So about a seven-yard gain, and to bring up second down in the long three. That was a good hard run on a quick pitch to the right. It was a great read. We read that defensive end just super. It's the first time we pitched the ball. You know, and as a quarterback, you, you need to get into the game and get beat up a little bit, and then that pitch comes natural to you instead of being so nervous about flinging it out there. Three receivers bunched to the left. They're going to hand it off to Dixon. He's hit at the line of scrimmage, and... Maybe gets a yard. I don't think so. They're going to say no gain to the 16-yard line. And now Fort A. State facing a third down and three from the Riverhawk 16. They're inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply, they're in Plainville and Colby and your local New Holland dealer. I think we can beat them outside if we pitch the ball on the option. The read has to be right, but we can beat them outside in this three-man front. Fort A. State got an interception. Then they had a big pass completion to Watts on third and 12 to get him inside the 25, but now they face third and three from the Riverhawk 15. Handoff up the middle. Dixon breaks the tackle. 10 to the five. Shins a tackle. He's down to the two. It'll be a first and goal on a 14-yard run by Travis Dixon out of Garden City Community College, and Fort A. State has a first and goal. Perfect read. The Defensive lineman went outside. You give the ball to the inside. Quick handoff. They're going to run it right back of the middle and no gain. Fort A. State got quickly back to the line of scrimmage and got nothing. And so now it's second and goal from the two-yard line. Well, that was a good hard run by Dixon to get him inside the five. Fort A. State's converted twice on third down. Face second and goal, trying to get the first score of the year with 6-12 to go. By the way, our first quarter brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy, and remember to please drink responsibly. Second and goal, Fort A. State from the Riverhawk 3. This set up by an interception from Miles Menges. Handoff, nope, it's a there keeper. It is. Dawson around the right side. He'll walk it in untouched. He faked the handoff to Dixon. And Dawson took it to the right, and the Tigers have a touchdown on their second possession of the game and lead it 6 to nothing. If our wide receivers can take those corners out, running a deep route and getting out of the area, we could run that play all night long, just getting outside. Nice misdirection on that play. Fort A. State able to take it in. Our live stats are not working, but that was a nice drive of 47 yards. Here's the extra point from Carson Arndt. Wichita product by way of Butler Community College, and he knocks it through the upright. So Fort A. State goes three and out on their first possession, but the defense gets an interception, and Fort A. State able to drive it in for a score, and we have a timeout of the field with 5.53 to go in the first quarter. Tigers six, Riverhawks nothing. Back in one minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. 
Four-day state football brought to you by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. From joint and spine injury to sports medicine, rehab therapy, and more, the experts at Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute will help you move more freely. Learn more at hayesmed.com backslash orthopedics. Tigers, eight plays, 47 yards. Jack Dawson on a two-yard touchdown run. That is his sixth career rushing touchdown. A great setup. They ran some misdirection, faked the handoff to Dixon to the left, little bootleg right, and Kale Cormany, among others, sealed off the entire side of that Northeastern State defense. And that was an easy touchdown for Dawson. And a good answer after a frustrating first possession. Defense gets a pick, and then the Tigers take it in and score. We went to a slot formation on the left side and put him in motion, faked the handoff, and that slot man took the corner out Left the whole side of the end zone open. Carson Arndt, he kicked at Butler Community College a year ago, a new kicker for the Tigers, set to kick it away for the first time after the four-day state touchdown. I said six to nothing. It's seven nothing Tigers with 5.53 to go here at Doc Wadley Stadium. Not a bad crowd, a Riverhawk team that won only one game a year ago, four wins in the last five, but everybody excited for the opener. This is a big, big stadium. We needed a shirt, but a guide us to the press box. Here's a short kick taken at the six-yard line. Riverhawks are right across the 20 to about the 22-yard line on that return by Deshaun Jackson. And that's where that uh, Riverhawk possession will start at about the 22 is where they're going to mark it, their second possession of the game. Great coverage on that kickoff. Just couldn't have been any better. It wasn't. It was fielded at the six, but it was a good high kick so the Tigers could get down and and cover, and of course you could call the fair catch, they would have gained three more yards, so Northeastern has it at their own 23, their second possession. They were bailed out on third down with a couple of Tiger penalties that got him into Fort A. State territory, but Fort A. State eventually got a pick. The defensive lineman teaming up. Three receivers to the right, tight end here to the left, pistol formation, and Ward hands it off to Blake May, a Southern Arkansas transfer, and he runs straight ahead across the 25 to the 26. Gavin Hazelhorst, John Johnson there on the stop. That'll be a gain of about four and bring up second down at six. Boy, Hazelhorst, is a, he's a problem for any offensive lineman, isn't he? He's a player. Well, and of course, redshirted his freshman year at K-State. Battled with some minor injuries, but, boy, you can just tell the difference this year. Confidence. Miles Benjus, another year at the defensive line. We've talked about Wallace, although Dimitri Scott is in there right now. That front four has got a chance to be pretty good. Second down and six. Riverhawks are going to run the ball. It's a handoff, and good job there. Fort A. State holding their ground on that front line. That was Miles Benjus. Nope, that is actually linebacker Mikael Williams who came up to make the spot at the tackle the 20, at the 27. One-yard gain, third down and five now for Northeastern State. That play was designed to go outside, and Hazelhorst put a stop to that, changed the direction of the run, and uh, boy, our backers were there and made the tackle really easy. Third down and five, Northeastern State from their own 20, about 27-and-a-half-yard line. Ball right between the 27 and 28 here on the right hash. Two receivers left, two bunched here to the right. Four down linemen for Fort Hayes State. Ward in the shotgun, takes the snap, three-step drop, a little bit of pressure. Now he's going to run to his left. Fort Hayes State is there, and a big-time hit back at the 27-yard line. It'll be a sack. 
Sam Brandt came in to finish off the play. I think Menges may have hit him first, and then Brandt finished it off. Back of the 27. A, they're going to say no gain. Yep, it's a loss of a half of a yard. So it'll go down as a sack, and Northeastern State's going to have to punt. That was a coverage sack. They uh, they split two people wide. We went nose-to-nose with our corners on those wide people. Great coverage downfield. Nobody was open. Trevor Watts is back to receive the punt just inside his own 35-yard line. Tyler Crawford, the kicker, is also the punter for Northeastern State. He'll set up inside his 15. Seven-nothing Tigers with three and a half to go. High snap. Crawford gets it down. Not a good kick. Kind of shanks it off to the left. It's going to take a huge Riverhawk roll, though, inside the 30 and roll all the way down to where? The 27-yard line. So it was not a good punt, but he ends up getting a roll, and the punt ends up going 46 yards, and Fort A. State's going to have the football at their own 27 yard line and i think we may have another time out of the field we do it comes with 328 to go in quarter number one four day state seven northeastern state nothing we're back in one minute did they call immediate timeout or not i don't want to go if they have it yeah there they're walking out of the field so we have immediate timeout back in a minute on the tiger sports network built by pwc 7-0 Tigers with 3.28 to go in the first quarter, which is brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Enjoy an ice-cold Bud Light, but please do so responsibly. We talked about the front four having a chance to be pretty good. Good start tonight. That's secondary. They We, we forget the two penalties negated a third down stop on the first possession. Could have easily been a three and out, but on that last third down, boy, they had everybody locked up, forced the quarterback to run, and then the Tigers get the sack. And you always take a chance in man coverage when you go nose-to-nose with those wideouts because if they make a move, a quick move, all of a sudden he's open. But there was nothing. Our corners were just with him or them all the way. There was nobody open. Tell you what. Travion Mitchell has gotten bigger. He battled some injuries last year and in the preseason, but he's a much bigger guy at corner, and you can see. All right, third possession for Fort A. State, three and out on their first. Touchdown on their second. Now they start at their own 27. They've got two receivers left and right and tandem. They're going to run a screen pass to Watts. Trevor breaks a tackle, 35, and up to about the 37-yard line where he's got close to a first down. He made one man miss and just scampered up that far sideline before he was eventually brought down by Malcolm Murphy. It'll be a second down and one, a nine-yard gain on first down. And isn't it great to be second and one? There's so many things you can do offensively. You can even try to go deep on this play because they're not going to be looking for it. Second down and one. Pistol formation for Dawson with Dixon behind him. He's going to play action. There's a flag. They're going to throw it back to the near side. It's caught by Deshaun Louder. Oh, that's Dixon, the running back. He's at midfield. He's at the 40 of Northeastern State where he's knocked down and out of bounds by LeKedrick Holmes. But we'll see about the penalty back on the line of scrimmage. So misdirection right. They came back to the left, but it looks like this is coming back. Third penalty of the quarter for Fort A. State. They've all been big. It took away a three and out, and now it takes away a gain of about 25 yards. Two flags down. Yeah, there is a second one, isn't there? One in the backfield and one in the line of scrimmage. Again, Brian Moore is the white hat tonight, but we don't have a illegal formation on Fort Hay State. That is declined. Holding will be accepted. So a 10-yard penalty going to move Fort Hay State back to their own 26 and bring up a 
Second down and 11. Boy. That was a, one of the areas Chris Brown, in their scrimmage, they had. he said they had too many penalties in their one controlled scrimmage during camp with officials. And we've seen three big ones here so far in this first quarter. And so instead of a first down, they got the ball all the way down inside the 45 of Northeastern State. Now they're looking at second and 11 from their own 26. 240 and counting first quarter. Tigers have a 7-0 lead on a two-yard Jack Dawson touchdown run. Hosea Stokes split here to the near side along with the tight end Kale Cormany. Trevor Watts and Jaden Horace, wide receivers split to the right. Slap of the hands, there's the snap. They hand it off to Dixon. He is wrapped up by Dylan Seabrock. He's a Midwest City, Oklahoma redshirt freshman. And that's going to be a short gain of about a yard to the 27 to the original line of scrimmage and bring up third down and 10. Girl, that We're going to give wrong, him two, third down and nine. There's, there, our, their coverage on our wideouts is, is, I think our wideouts can have a feast tonight, really do. Uh, just two or three step drop, make a move on a corner. They're, they're playing back and they're playing off them. Stokes, Horace, and Watts, wide receivers split to the left of the formation. Cormany, the tight end, lines up in the traditional position to the right. Back to pass, Dawson on third and nine. He can run if he wants. Instead, he dumps it out to Dixon, who's got a first down that fumbles and out of bounds, but he had the first down at the 38-yard line. He picked up 10, a little, I think that's going to go down as a run. It looked like it was a backward pass behind where the quarterback was, but it's going to go for 11 and a first down as he fumbles it out of bounds. And there might be an injured Riverhawk. There is. There's a Riverhawk player who slammed into, I think it might be Natik Coleman, Beaumont, Texas junior, Division I transfer. There is not a lot of room on the sidelines from the out-of-bounds sideline to the wall of the bleachers. A lot like Oklahoma State. I mean, there's, it's maybe six yards, and he was going after that loose football and slammed into that wall right below the 1994 national champion side. And, boy, hopefully he's okay, but boy, if you're running full head of steam, there's not a lot of room to stop. And he slammed into that wall hard, and they're attending to him now. It's a different stadium. There's not much room on either side, home or visitors. Uh, you know, it's a stadium that holds 8,500 people, this, probably one of the biggest ones in the conference. Th this home side is gigantic, and as we can attest, no elevator. I don't have anything official, but I'm saying this is the highest press box in America without an elevator, and it's a long haul up here. And um, it's I took a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah carrying equipment's fun. But you get a crowd in here, and um, it could be an intimidating environment because they are. The fans are so close to the field, and there's a decent group of Fort A. State fans trying to shield themselves from the sun on the 6 o'clock kick. We are near the bottom of the hour, so let's go ahead real quick before the Tigers run this next play. Pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort A. State football. First and 10 Tigers, they've converted on their last three third downs. A minute 34 to go first quarter. They're up 7-0 going from our right to left, south to north. Play action, Dawson throws downfield. Great catch and catch in traffic by the tight end, Cormany. Took it away from a Riverhawk at the 50, and he's down to the 45-yard line. That's an 18-yard completion and a first down. That's what I said earlier. If we use our tight end against these corners, if we get our corners driven out by our wide people our tight end is wide open our backs are open for the short flare passes 
I think we can work this secondary. That was a big-time catch in traffic by Kale Cormany, 6'3", 235, out of Colorado Springs. First and 10, Tigers. Dawson with time, throws it across the middle, caught by Horace inside the 25. He's down to the Riverhawk 23-yard line. That'll be a first down and a gain of 22. They're playing a zone defense, and we're hitting those windows. There's always a window against the zone. Last three plays for the Tigers, all 10 or more yards. First and 10 down to the Riverhawk 23. Tigers up 7-0 looking for more as we move inside 30 seconds of the first quarter. Three wide receivers over to the right. Tight end here to the left. Dawson is going to hand it off. That is Shane Watts. He cuts out to the right. Breaks a tackle. Bangs into a Riverhawk. He's down to the 10. It's another big gain. This time of 13. First and gold. Tigers at the 10. They're back inside the Farm Implement and Supply Red Zone. See their great selection of new and used equipment. FarmImp.com. That's FarmIMPL.com. You know, one of the things that I've noticed against Northwest or Northeastern as we played them over the years is kind of a go ahead kind of a lack of discipline and they just showed it there a little bit and uh, let's let's see if they can get their confidence back that is the end of the first quarter we'll take a break be back with the second quarter Tigers will have it first and goal at the Riverhawk 10 on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC at first and goal at the 10, they switch sides. Tigers now trying to punch it into the south end zone. They go from our left to right. The ball just out of the shade that is being put onto the field that goes to the far hash from about the 15 to the 15 for the press blocks and bleachers. First and goal, Tigers up 7-0. First play of quarter number two. Dawson to throw. It's going to be caught in the flat, and it's going to be a Florida State touchdown. Ryan Allen, the sophomore from Lutheran High in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. He has his first career touchdown, and the Tigers have a 13-0 lead, scoring on the first play of the second quarter. And again, they seem confused. We're not showing any tendencies. Uh, They don't know what's coming at them right now, whether we're going to pass the ball, run the option, quarterback, keep it. They don't know. That is a seven-play scoring drive. It goes 73 yards. The extra point from Carson Arndt is good. And Fort A. State has a 14-0 lead as they score on the very first play of the second quarter. Boy, got to like that. Tigers wasted no time again. A little hitch pass over in the left flat. And Ryan Allen, just his fourth career catch. He had three a year ago, able to haul that one in for the touchdown. What I really like is the poise that Dawson is showing. He's. Uh, it looks like he's got confidence in with his offensive line now and the protection he's going to get. I think they've figured out that the corners can be beaten on this defense. And they're just taking advantage of those uh, uh, those those players that that can't do it they can't get it done from that corner position it's early it's game number one but this is a different looking jack dawson out there at quarterback right now for four days stay playing as you said poise and confidence maybe something to this level we didn't see a year ago understandable he got kind of got thrust into it and another three to chance fuller another thing to remember too we went out pretty big on them early last year and they they came back well, on yep, it so exactly they uh, got it to within six deep into the game before Fort A. State eventually pulled away. So still a lot of football to go, but the Tigers have a 14 to nothing lead as Carson Art will get set to kick it away. A couple of men back, Deshaun Jackson. 
to receive the kick, and they're going to kick it Jackson's way. He's going to field it at the 10-yard line on a back belly. He's ahead 15, 20, 25. Flags come out as he gets stood up by a gang of Tigers at the 30-yard line. We'll see about the penalty marker on the far side of the field as that return was developing. The return of about 20 yards out to the 30, but I have a hunch this might be going backwards a little bit. Tiger defense, they had a big penalty, two of them, in fact, on third down, but they've been really good ever since. An interception and a three and out. Holding on the return for Northeastern State, so Riverhawks are going to start this possession at their own 20-yard line. And we talked earlier, too, about coming back from bad news out on the field, and each time on those penalties, we came back for positive yards and scored. So first and 10 from the 20, ball on the right hash for the Riverhawks. Ben Ward out of Pryor, Oklahoma. Played in 10 games, did not start a game at quarterback, getting the starting job tonight in the shotgun formation. He'll take the snap. He's going to hand it off to Blake May, and May tries to bounce it out, and he had nowhere to go. He is hit hard. Gavin Hazelhorse was there, among others. Mason Perez. Mikel Williams, a gain of one to the 21, second and nine. That front four, boy, they're holding their own. We talked about they've got a chance to be really good. Dimitri Scott is in. Jason Wallace is in. So Darville getting a breather on this series. This would be a good time to pick one off because you know they're going to put it in the air pretty quick here. Second down and nine. Riverhawks from their own 21-yard line. There's a snap and a quick throw. Man open to the flat. That is the tight end, Trey Curran. And he's going to be short of the first down. He's got it inside across the 20 to about the 27-yard line. Picks up six, maybe seven. Going to bring up a third down here and about three yards ago. We'll call it third down and two to the 27-and-a-half-yard line. Good time to bring the backers and put some pressure on this young quarterback for Northeastern. Parrish Terry, a redshirt freshman out of Tuttle, Oklahoma, who was the defensive end of the year at Tuttle High School in 4A Division II his senior year. He is in there at defensive end right now. Miles Mint just getting a breather. Third down and two. The Riverhawks from their own 28. Ward to throw. He's got a man open, and he overshoots him. In and out of the hands of A.D. Scott II, who was a preferred walk-on and redshirted last season at Oklahoma. He was open. He found a crease in that secondary, but the pass was just a bit over his head and out of his hands and incomplete. We'll take it because that would have been a first down. That's a, that's a break. Fort A. State's defense now. They have gotten third down stops on the last three possessions, and they're going to force the Riverhawks to punt from back at their inside the 10-yard line. So the defense doing a pretty good job of settling in. Fourth down and two. Crawford the punter back at his own 13 to punt this one away. Tigers set up a return. They do not go after it. The kick is away from everybody, and it's going to land at the 40, roll inside to the 38, and be down at about the 37-yard line. So that'll be a 37-yard punt with no return. And Fort A. State's going to take over in pretty good field position, their own 38-yard line, leading the Riverhawks 14 to nothing here early, 12.57 to go in quarter number two. And no roll on that punt at all. A hit like you're hitting a sandwich. <laughs> it had some backspin on it. 
You know, the last punt, he got about a 25. It was a bad punt, but he got 25 yards yeah. of bounce. This one, though, more of a lateral bounce. I mean, you have a timeout, media timeout. We'll go ahead and take the break. Back in a minute, 14-0 Tigers of the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. 14-0 Tigers, 12.57 to go second quarter. And our second quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra today. It's worth it. And remember to drink responsibly. Tigers three and out of their first possession. Touchdowns on their last two. A two-yard run from Jack Dawson. It was set up by a Miles Menges interception on a deflection from Gavin Hazelhorst. And then Ryan Allen on a 10-yard pass play from Dawson to cap off a seven-play 73-yard drive. Now the Tigers, after getting a three and out for the second consecutive possession, will start at their own 38-yard line, leading 14 to nothing, going from our left to right, north to south, wearing all white tonight in the black helmets with the full-colored Tiger logo. Handoff Dixon to the left, barrels into a couple of defenders, breaks out of a tackle, gets it across the 40, and a good, strong, hard run out to the 42-yard line, a gain of four. He's well, he a tough runs runner. On, we're going to give him five to the 43. He is a, as you said, he runs with some conviction, as they say. He got hit, and he just kept those legs a-churning. He's a big dude is uh, the Garden City Community College transfer, 5'10", 215. He got three yards after the initial hit. He can run. Five-yard gain, second and five from their own 43. Dawson play action. He's got time. He throws. He's got a man, Corman, inside the 40. He's down inside to the 37 of Northeastern State. Second catch for K.O. Cormany, and it's a first down to the 37-yard line, a gain of 21. And I think we can do that all night long with the coverage that they're showing us. Uh, we can use our tight end, we can use our wide outs, but everything right now is open. Tigers a little thin at that tight end position with the injury to Leighton Cure, but boy, corbin has been good so far. Two receivers, one of them the tight end, corbin along with Hosea Stokes split out to the left. Watts and Jaden Horace split here far to the right near the numbers. Dixon the lone running back, and now we get a flag just as the ball is snapped. This might be a delay of game. Nope, illegal procedure. So Forte State penalized again. They've had, I think, four of them now. Two on one play. So that'll move them back five to the 42. So it brings up second down and 15. Boy, you take the mistakes away. We've totally dominated this game so far. Northeastern State has one first down, and that was on two penalties on a third down stop. Tigers got called for uh, an illegal hit to the helmet and roughing the passer on the same play. So it ended up being a big penalty that gave them a first down, but then they that eventually got the stop and the interception, and it's been all Tigers. Now it's first and 15 from the Riverhawk, 42. Handoff, nope, it's a play action, a pass caught by the Tigers receiver, Jaden Horace inside the 30 and down to the 29, close to a first down. He's going to be about a yard and a half short. He'll gain 12 on that completion. Boy, Tigers doing a good job of getting that inside leverage they're going to mark him at the 29-yard line for a 13-yard gain. But we've got a flag. Oh, there is on the far side of the field. Nope, I think they may have waved it off. It's illegal block. They, I think, initially thought it was an illegal chop block, but the White Hat says the block was legal, so it's going to stand, and it's going to bring up a second and two down to the 29-yard line. So the block deemed legal. Forte State gains 13 on the pass completion to Horace, and they have it second and two. 
Horace will now line up over on the left side along with Watts and Stokes. Cormany, the tight end in his traditional position with a hand on the ground on the right side. Hand up in the middle to Dixon. He just barrels his way for a first down right up the gut. Down to the 25. He'll gain four. First down, four-day state. Well, I'll tell you what, old uh, Stokes is one-on-one with that coverage out there. If he would run a post and a flag route, uh, he's got him a touchdown. First down, Tigers. They're at the 25, they're going to say, of Northeastern State. So it's a four-yard gain. Boy, this Dixon run, young man, is fun to watch. He does not back away from contact. Three receivers left. Cormany tied in right. Dawson the throw. Gets rid of it before he's hit. He's got Watts inside the 10. Makes a man miss. Oh, he doesn't. They grabbed his ankle and brings him down at the four. They're going to mark it at the five. It'll be a first and goal on a gain of 20. First and goal, Tigers, once again inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply, Plainville and Colby, your home for bad boy and grasshopper mowers. And that's a corner route. Again, they corner is wide open but I watched some pregame working on the timing of that play and it just showed there that they've got it down pretty well first and goal Tigers down to the Riverhawk four yard line Colt Fuller chances younger brother is in a tight end he'll be split over to lined up over on the left of the formation Watson Allen near side they're going to hand it off to Dixon and this time it goes nowhere the ball pops out but the play had been blown dead Northeastern recovers it. Actually, it was recovered by Jack Dawson, but the whistle had been blown. The play was blown dead at the five-yard line for no gain. Tigers tried to run it up the middle, but got nothing there to bring up second and goal. In fact, he's going to use lose two yards to the six-yard line. I'll tell you another play that looks like it might be open. We used to call it a dump pass where you just fake it real quick to the fullback and hit that tight end on a quick little post. It's it's there if we see if we see it see it. Florida State's going to bring Stokes in at wide receiver. Also Jaden Horace, who had a big 13-yard completion earlier on this drive. Fuller the tight end. In fact, two tight ends. Fuller lines up left. Cormany right. And the Tigers have to call a timeout. That play clock was about to hit zero. So Florida State's going to call their first timeout of the game. This is the only 6 o'clock start around the MIAA. Everybody else kicking off at 7. Pittsburgh State who will be in Hayes next Thursday night for the Tigers' home opener. The fourth-ranked Gorillas hosting Washburn tonight. Missouri Western at home against Central Missouri. Northwest Missouri State picks sixth in the nation's in the preseason polls. They are at Missouri Southern. Lincoln at Emporia State. The Hornets ranked 19th in the preseason poll. And Nebraska Cardi and Central Oklahoma, two teams receiving votes. They will kick off just down the road in Edmond at beautiful Chad Richardson Stadium, also at 7 o'clock. That's an intriguing game. Carney not picked as high as maybe you had a thought with a new coach, some departures, some guys moving on. They still have T.J. Davis at quarterback. And as we know, when you have a talent like that, you always got a chance. So it'll be interesting to see the Carney Lopers and how they fare this year. Fort A. State called the timeout there to avoid the delay of game. Well, I know their last coach came from Eastern New Mexico, if I remember correct. And now he he's came out. West, yeah, now he's at West Texas A&M. Now he's at West Texas, but he came out with that true triple option up at Kearney, and that's not Kearney football. Kearney football is big guys running you over. <laughs> it's not trying to, you know, outclass anybody or do anything fancy, but the, the triple option for them just didn't work out. T.J. Davis, though, he's... 
He's as good. He'll be a Harland Hill candidate at the end of the year, no doubt about that. In fact, we saw we saw that triple option from that Eastern New Mexico <laughs> the coach. The bowl game down in Texas. Then yeah. that bowl game in Texas, right, and it didn't work for them there either. There we go, second and goal. Tigers down to the river. Hawks six. Stokes and Horace, wide receivers here to the right. Running back is Watts. He'll line up left of Dawson, who takes the shotgun snap. He wants to throw. It's in the back Corner. of the end zone. Caught by Cale Cormany. Touchdown, Ford Hayes State. About six yards deep in the end zone. He tapped the sideline to keep the feet in play. And Ford Hayes State has a 20 to nothing lead with 9-12 to go here in the second. Corner route. It's there all night long. Great play. Cale Cormany, he's had a big second quarter. And he Cal hauls in the six-yard touchdown pass. Jack Dawson with his second touchdown pass of the night. He's had his hands in all three touchdowns. Now the extra point, and the kick is good from Arndt. 9-12 to go here in quarter number two, and Fort A. State has a 21 to nothing lead. You know, it's a perfect time to 21 nothing in the first quarter. You come out of your game plan, and you start doing some things to try to make up that 21 by throwing passes that you're not used to throwing. It's a, it's a great opportunity for Fort Hayes now to pick something off. I think they had a media timeout called. Uh, I believe they're talking to the timeout coordinator. Yep, they are. Well, they were doing a good job of indicating early, but we do have a timeout. 9-12 to go here in quarter number two. Tigers 21, Riverhawks nothing. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. Seven plays, 62 yards. Tigers get their third touchdown of the night. Jack Dawson's thrown for two, run for one. Kale Cormany hauling in the touchdown catch. That is his fourth career receiving touchdown at Fort A. State. Three and out and look quite honestly really bad on that first possession. Has flipped the switch and they've looked really good in every possession since three straight touchdowns. Well, they picked up on that three-man line and they picked up on a soft secondary. Uh, and look what's happened. Your team will look like champions with apparel from Redeem Designs on Vine and Hayes. Whether it's on the field or in the office, let Redeem help with screen printing, embroidery, and graphic design. Redeem Designs, 2204 Vine and Hayes. Great designs delivered. Tiger football also brought to you by Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Your life has a story. They would love to get to know that story. It's called Banking One Story at a Time. Golden Belt Bank. Visit them, goldenbeltbank.com. Kick taken inside the five-yard line. That is Jackson. Strings of the near side. He's going to be taken down at the 15. Great pursuit and special teams tackled by Benny Williams. North Carolina Wesleyan transfer from Tampa. And he came flying across the field. There is a flag back at the 15-yard line on the opposite side of the return. Boy, Williams came flying. He's a backup cornerback and made a great open field tackle. We'll see about the penalty. This could be Northeastern State's second straight penalty on a kick return, and this one would move him well back inside the 10. Officials are still discussing it over in front of that Tigers sideline. You said Benyon Williams came up pretty strong. He was flying. Man. He, he was just full steam ahead to get that to get that return. And what you like is how he wrapped him up. A lot of times you'll see a guy fly, but then he doesn't make the tackle. It's going to be a hold. So the flag is, there's two of them. One is at the 14, one is at the 18. I'm guessing you would take the penalty from the 14. This would move it back at will to the 7-yard line. So Northeastern State's going to start at their own 7. 
trailing the Tigers 21 to nothing with 9.04 to go in the second quarter. They've got to come out of their game plan and try something, but that's there to go with three yep. wideouts. Three wide receivers to the right side of the formation. Dawson is in the – actually, it's Grant Ellerick in at quarterback now, the Stroud, Oklahoma junior, and he's going to hand it off to Blake May. He runs right side, flag on the line of scrimmage. May crosses the 12 to about the 13, and he is brought down to Evan Darville on that stop along with Gavin Hazelhorse. Tell you what, Miles Minges is not in the game right now. Penalty is on Northeastern State. Miles was not in on that last possession, trying to spot him on the Tiger sideline right now. Now he's got his helmet on, and he is standing near the chain, so maybe this is – he's had some back issues off and on, and this might be just a coach's decision. So the penalty now, another one, moves the ball back to the four-yard line. So half the distance to the goal line. It's first and – about 13 yards to go. Ball is on the four. Tigers are up 14-0 with 8.40 to go until halftime. Handoff up the middle. Big, strong run by Blake Bay. He ran over Mikel Williams. Mikel holds on, gets the tackle at the nine. That is a five-yard gain. Brings up a second down and, he, and the nine yards to go. That was the strongest run yeah. they've had all game. He put his head down well, and ran us over. Mikel's a tough dude, but he held on to make the tackle, but he was going backwards when he did. Second and and nine now for Northeastern State. They only first down for the Riverhawks came after a penalty after Fort A. State actually got a third down stop, but then eventually threw an interception, which led to Fort A. State's first score. Two receivers right, one left. Now the tight end, Trey Curran, comes in motion, lines up on the left slot, and a pass goes to him, and the ball knocked away right as he made the catch. Kobe Rome timed it perfect. Curran had it, but then got jarred from behind by Rome. The ball dislodged, and now it's third down and nine. There's a corner that can cover and a corner that can tackle. Boy, what a hit he made. And one thing we noticed, and that was another emphasis, Chris Brown's now coaching on the defensive side. Tigers are way more physical than we've seen in a while. They're getting after it right now. Well, he uh, he can tell you about being tough. <laughs> Miles Menges is back in. Gavin Hazelhorse is in. Also, Jaden Barker, a redshirt freshman from Tampa, 6-7-245. They are really excited about this guy. Four down lineman for third down and nine. Low snap. Bellerick to throw from the goal line. Being flushed. He's going to run. He's at the 15. Gets hit there and driven backwards. He is brought down by Silas Edder, a freshman from Eudora, Kansas at the 15. It's a gain of six. And Northeastern State's going to have to punt it now for a third consecutive possession going three and out. I watched him in a couple games. My son-in-law is yes. superintendent there now at Eudora. He can play. Well, he made a nice open field tackle. Boy, Tigers getting a lot of guys in here early in this game. I guess 21-0 midway through the second. You can do that a little bit. That's a perfect scenario. Back at the goal line is Tyler Crawford Crawford to kick it away. Tigers have nobody back, and they block the punt. It's loose, picked up at the three, into the end zone. Touchdown, Ford A. State. (laughs) Mason Perez picked up the block, punt, and scores. And the Tigers get a special teams touchdown. They lead it 27-0. Boy, you know those special teams work every day and every day, and... They never get much 
good publicity, but right there it all paid off. Did you see how excited they were? when? Oh, that- man, they're all running him down. What a play. I couldn't see who blocked it, but Perez scooped it up and took it in from three yards out. There was nobody back. The Tigers are going after it. They block it. Here's the extra point from Art on a good hold, and the kick is good. It's 28 to nothing. The Fort A. State Tigers off to a great start here in 2023 with 7.06 to go in the second quarter. You know, we may not be playing the, the best opponent we're going to see all year, but so far, Chris Brown has to be really oh. satisfied with his decision to go with Dawson. He's, he's look good. He's running well, the offense great. He's poised. He's throwing well. It looks like he understands the offense. I mean, every every decision Chris made with with who's going to play quarterback was a good one. Well, this is just a long ways to go. It's not even halftime yet, but, boy, this is what this Tiger team needed. Our second quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra today, but please drink responsibly. So the Tigers get the block punt and now lead it 28 to nothing. Mason Perez able to haul that one in and score on the block punt. Fort A. State had a uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown here about four years ago, and now they get a block punt for a touchdown. As Mason Perez is able to scoop it up. Fort A, and they had several guys there. I mean, they got a great rush. And you could see, and you were calling it, they were going to get to that ball and did a good job. The ball stayed in play, and Perez was able to scoop it up and score. And the Tigers have a four-touchdown lead with 7.06 to go in the second quarter. Carson Arndt's going to kick it away. Deshaun Jackson back deep. Northeastern's had penalties on their last two kick returns. Jackson fair catches this one. I guess that's a product of two straight penalties. Let's go ahead and kick it downstairs. Seth Kincaid on our Tiger sideline. That was number 33, Trey Hines, that came off the left edge. Okay. Got both hands on that ball to block the punt. Great job, Seth. Appreciate you helping us out. He's double dutying tonight. He's a Tiger golf coach, assistant sports information director, official photographer, and helping us out on the sidelines. So Hines gets the block punt. <laughs> Seth does it all. So Northeastern State will get the ball at their own 25 after penalties on their last two returns. They avoid that by fair catching it. Well, the defense has been good. Menges and Hazelhorst in at D end. Darville and Wallace, there's the snap that's going to be a play action. Ellerick throws, Curran catches this one. John Johnson the tackle, but Curran makes a nice catch out to the 33, 34-yard line. He'll pick up about nine and bring up second and one. One of the better plays of the day for Northeastern. Well, it was a quick pass, and, you know, they're going to have to do that because they don't have the protection to stop our front four. Of the receivers on their two deep, only two have caught passes. Devin Blaney, who we've not seen out there tonight, he had 14 catches a year ago. The other guy was Ellerick, the brother of the quarterback. He had one, so a young and new receiving core. Pistol formation, Ellerick play action to throw, dumps it near side. It's caught by the running back, and then he dropped it. Blake May had it, and then he stumbled, and as he hit the turf, the ball popped out. It would have been just enough for a first down. Instead, it's incomplete, and now it's third down again. Can the Tigers get another third down stop? They've gotten three and outs on the last two, three possessions. The last one they blocked the punt, and now they've got a chance for a fourth straight three and out. You know, they're respecting our defensive line because they're going play action quick pass. 
They don't have time to drop back and throw the football. Third down and one, pistol formation. Now they're going to bring one of the tight end. They're going to line him up as fullback. Now he goes back to the normal position. They hand it off to May. He's going to squirt three for the first down. He was able to fight just a little bit of a crease. Mason Perez, the tackle, but he gets it out to the 38-yard line. That is the Riverhawks' first first down since the first penalty and the first one they've earned because that was a three and out, but they got the first down via the penalty. This time they're able to convert on third and one, and it's a first down after the 38-yard line of the gain of four. Crowd reacted, too, yeah. for a first down. <laughs> Riverhawks in all green, Tigers in all white tonight. 28 nothing, 48 State, 547 to go here in a second. Ellerick hands it off to May, and up that's going to be Lauren Kirk, the J Oklahoma product just from down the road here, and he kind of dances in the backfield and gets maybe a half of a yard. We'll say no gain. Second down and 10. Again, that four-day state front four. They have owned the line of scrimmage. Jason Wallace in there, Evan Darville in there, Menges and Hazelhorst, the defensive ends. It's a fun group to watch. Wallace, the only senior, talking with Leighton Hickel, former Tiger linebacker, defensive line coach. He says, watch out for Jason Wallace. He could have a special year and He's had a good game so far. Second down and 10, play action. Ellerick rolling to his left, throws it, and Men just bats it away. Boy, it is nice to be 6-4. And Men just, just reached up with the left hand and swatted that pass to the turf. It's third down and 10. Boy, I'm impressed with our defensive front. They are just playing out of sight. They really are. Obviously, they're going to get a much bigger test next week at home against Pitt State, but so far you got to like what you see. And now Devin Blaney, Lee Summit, Missouri sophomore, who led the leading returning receiver on this team at 14 catches a year ago, comes into the ball game. He'll be a wide receiver over here to the near side. He'll have three here to the near. Drew Ellerick, the brother of the quarterback, one wide receiver split to the right. Kirk the tailback, Ellerick to throw, steps up, hit as he throws, it's going to be caught. Great catch in traffic by Will Bergner at the Tiger 49-yard line, a 13-yard gain, it's a first down. Yeah, he's got some good hands. That was a great play, great catch. Forday's had pretty good coverage, but sometimes you got to tip your cap. That throw was the only place the receiver could get it. He had to elevate, and great job by Bergner, who had one catch a year ago. He had a brother play at Northwestern Oklahoma State and one at Labette Community College, played college sports. He made a great athletic play right there. His brothers play college baseball. He's on the football field here, and he gets a first down, second of the drive for North for uh, Northeastern, trailing the Tigers 28 to nothing, but 4.15 to go here in quarter number two. Three backs, two backs in the backfield, and now whistles. Is this a delay game, or they get a timeout called? I think they're going to give them the timeout. Yeah. Yep, timeout Northeastern State. So the play was about to be penalized for delay a game, but they get the timeout called in time. Washburn and Pittsburgh State just getting underway tonight at Kearney Smith Stadium. Back to all the other games just getting underway. Washburn and Pitt State, Central Missouri and Missouri Western, Northwest of Missouri Southern, Lincoln and Emporia, and Kearney at UCO. So 4-10 to go here in quarter number two. Fort A. State, bit of a slow start, three and out of their first possession. Then had two penalties, a legal contact to the head and roughing the passer when they got a third down stop and a three and out. But then two plays later, 
Devin Azelhorst tipped a pass. Miles Men just plucked it off, and the Tigers were off and running. They would go and get a two-yard touchdown run from Jack Dawson. And after a three and out, Ryan Allen caught a 10-yard touchdown pass. And then after another three and out, Cale Corman, he caught a six-yard pass from Dawson. And then the Tigers blocked a Riverhawk punt, and Mason Perez took it into the end zone, and that's where we stand right now, 28 to nothing. Fort Hayes State with 4.10 to go in quarter number two. Riverhawks at the Tiger 49. They've had two first downs on this possession. They had only one the entire game up to this point. Three receivers to the right. Now one of them comes in motion. That's Ellerick. His brother, Grant, is the quarterback. Takes the shotgun snap. Has time. Throws across the middle. It's caught. And a big hit between Johnson and Mikel Williams. The two linebackers. The receiver holds onto it. Short gain at the 45 of of four. Bring up second down and six. That ball was caught by Drew Ellerick. So the Ellerick brothers teaming up there, and his helmet came off. So he's going to have to come out of the ball game, and they'll bring in Dean Odom, a tight end. And give him some credit. They're yeah. throwing underneath the coverage for those short patterns after play action, and it's it's working for them. Second down. They're going to give him four. So second down and six. The Riverhawks, the Tiger, 45-yard line, trying to score for the first time this game. Pistol formation. May the running back behind the quarterback, Ellerick, who takes the snap. Play action, rolls left, has time, throws. Caught by his tight end, Curran. Sheds off the tackle of Ty Cooper, and he's got a first down to the 38-yard line. Trey Curran, 6'4", 245. He used his frame there, and it's a first down to the 39 on a gain of six. Pass under the coverage again. Uh, I think they've found one weak spot in our defense so far. Four consecutive pass completions now by Northeastern State. And they're down to the 39-yard line with three and a half minutes to go in the second quarter and Fort A. State leading 28 to nothing. Three receivers split here to the left. You talk about changing your game plan. We've got to go into the air attack right now with a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. This time it's a handoff to May. Blast to the right. Runs into a couple of Tigers. He's going to pick up about three, maybe four. We'll see where they unpile at about the 36-yard line. Mikel Williams, or excuse me, that was um, actually Travion Mitchell in on that stop. They're going to mark it at the 36, so a three-yard gain, and it brings up second down and seven for Northeastern State. Again, three receivers here to the left, tight end right. May the running back, he'll line up. Actually, that is Kirk in there now, left of the quarterback. Ellerick, who wants to throw, looking deep. He's trying to go to the near sideline, and a pass is almost intercepted, is it? I think Fort A. State may have it. Did Perez keep his feet in bounds? He He did. did. He did. He picked it off. Bergner had it, and Perez took it away, and they say he stayed in bounds. Mason Perez, the interception. His second career pick. He recovered a fumble, a blocked punt for his score. Now he has an interception at the 15-yard line. Actually, the 12-yard line. They're going to mark it. First down, Tigers. And we talked, you know, early in the broadcast, and and especially now, they can't go deep against this secondary, and they tried it. It gets picked off. They were doing great throwing underneath the coverage, went away from it, go deep, and the ball's picked off. It's worth repeating. Fort A. State, a year ago, only 12 takeaways. It was their fewest in 17 years since 05, and now flags on the play. They have two takeaways in the first half tonight. You want winning football? It's you gotta get the you gotta win the turnover margin. Four-day state is doing that so far. Now do the Tigers call a timeout before that play? 
The whistles blew, and I think they did to avoid a delay of game. But what a play by Perez because it looked like the ball was going to be caught by Bergner. He had it for a minute, then it popped out of his hands. Perez grabbed it, and then he did the tap on the sideline, and that was the question. Did he keep his feet in bounds? There was an official right there, and right away he said yes. Let's go back downstairs. Here's Seth Kincaid on the sideline. Northeastern State's going to challenge this one, saying he might have been out of bounds when he got gotcha. control of the ball. But Mason had his back to the to the quarterback, playing the ball as soon as the ball came in, took it away from the wide receiver, um, and grabbed it before he uh, hopefully before he stepped out of bounds. We'll find out. Yeah, so they're going to go to the replay. Ted, great job, Seth. Appreciate that. So that's what it is. Before the Tigers could run the play, the uh, Riverhawks were going to challenge. Interesting with instant replay, the MIAA, the first division, two conference last year to do it, raving success. I think of the 30-some challenges, there were nine reversals. Of those nine, seven were targets in which the player remained in the game. They they were able, that was probably the biggest, with replay, the biggest thing was for those targeting. That's a tough call. And seven of the nine targets, the player stayed in the game. They stole the penalty but it wasn't deemed severe enough to disqualify him. But to me, that is huge. So they're going to go to the replay tent. And another new thing, there's four cameras now for replay. So they have more looks at it. And we'll see there's an official right there. And, again, it's always got to be clear and concise. And the call on the field was interception. So we'll find out. So our first coach's challenge of the new year. And good move there by... Northeastern State's J.J. Eckerd, why not? Give it a try. It was close. The official said he kept both feet in and had the interception. We will find out as they look at the replay, Ted, over on the far side by the Tigers sideline. I don't but, think but, the scoreboard has the capacity no, to we show the they replay. Have no video. They've just had um, static shots on their video board. We haven't seen a replay yet, but... Um, be a heck of a play if it stands but now the replay the miaa is not steeled is now going to be used across the country it's deemed very successful so we're going to see some fcs conferences that you know they don't get their games maybe televised so schools that don't have maybe a, a replay system with all the television that we see at division one the miaa model is now being used nationwide that's how successful it was a year ago and it's getting its first test here tonight in Tahlequah. It does make the game go a little longer, though, yeah, that's for sure. This has been a long review. This has been a long review, and it's obviously very close. And, again, the call on the field was interception. So that is big. You know, the old, it's got to be clear and concise to overrule it. They're still looking at it. Looks like they might be emerging out of the tent here. White hat Brian Moore. We'll have to walk all the way from the far side of the field back onto the field and find out whether or not this play stands as an interception. If it is, it'll be Fort A. State's second takeaway of the first half. They also have a block punt for a touchdown. Well, it's got to be perfect for them to change the call. Well, we couldn't hear it, but judging by the reaction... It's Fort A. State football. The offense is coming on. It looked from here, we're way up here, but it looked like he kept the feet in, and that's going to be the call. So Fort A. State, the interception stands. They'll have it first and 10 at their own 12-yard line, leading 28 to nothing. 
with 2.47 left here in quarter number two. So good chance to work on the two-minute offense right here. Jack Dawson, two touchdown passes, one touchdown run. He's the quarterback in the shotgun. Shane Watts, who converted from the defensive side of the ball to running back, is in there right now. Dixon got the start, but Watts has done a good job. He'll line up to the left of the quarterback. Dawson to throw. Looking downfield, he's got a man, but he overshoots him. Trying to go to Jaden Horace, who got tangled up on that Northeastern State sideline with one of the defensive backs there. I think that may have been... um, Murphy on coverage. Actually, no, that was Daniel Wilson in coverage. They got tangled up. It's incomplete second down. They're still one-on-one with our with our wideouts, and I think our wideouts can beat them at any time. That time, the sideline kind of pinched in Horace, and he couldn't get around the defensive back. Three receivers over to the left, and that's where the running back, Watts, will shift. Dawson bobbles the snap, he's under pressure, has Watts in the flat, and he breaks one tackle, 15, spun around to the 17, gets it up to about the 18-yard line, and he's pushed out of bounds. It'll be a six-yard gain, and now Fort A. State's going to be looking at third down and four from their own 18-yard line with 2.32 to go here in the second quarter. You know, I'm impressed with our receivers, the yardage they're getting after the initial contact. They're running hard. Not going down easy. Of course, Trevor Watts, boy, he's a low center of gravity. Oh, there is a flag in the backfield on Northeastern State back near the goal line. That's going to be an automatic first down. I could not hear from the official what that call was, but it's going to be an automatic first down quickly downstairs to Seth. They had rough in the passer on okay. that one. Very and, good. Uh, another noticeable change in there in that uh, right guard for the Tigers. you got 76 Dylan Rock in place of uh, Dawson Reynolds. Thank you, Seth. Rock had been battling for the starting job and saw some time a year ago, so that's going to move the ball all the way out to the 33-yard line and a first there down. It is. There's a pass downfield. Stokes has it, 40. Far sideline, 30. Trying to chug a defender along. He's inside the 20 and down to the 17-yard line. That'll be a first and 10 for Fort A. State on a 50-yard pass completion. Boy, it's easy to see up here. They can't go one-on-one coverage with him. He's too good. They're going to mark him down at the 17-yard line on a 50-yard pass from Dawson to Hosea Stokes and Fort A. State once again inside the farm implement and supply red zone. Dawson steps up. He's being hit. Got rid of it. Caught by Trevor Watts, and then he is decked at the 16-yard line for a gain of only one. Boy, Jack Dawson did a heck of a job to just get that pass away. And then Trevor Watts did a great job to hold it because he got clobbered. One yard gain, second and nine, a minute 28 to go until halftime. Tigers up 28 to nothing, but looking for more. That corner route is there again. Three receivers left. Well, Dawson looks, throws it in the flat. Oh, that's interference. Oh, there it is. Yeah, they had the linebacker who is questioning the call. He had two hands around the shoulder pads of Trevor Watts. That was about it. As easy as a Caucasian Burroughs is going to be called for the interference or a hold either way. I mean, Trevor Watts tried to reach for the ball. He had him in a bear hug, and the flags came out. So that's going to move the ball down inside the near the 10-yard line, half the distance to the goal line. The flag was at the 11. They're going to mark it at the 12. It's a good time to give it to Dixon. Or he's not in now, is he? 
He's not in there right now. First and goal, so the Tigers are down to the 10. It's first and goal. We're going to mark it at the 11, excuse me. Make it the 11-yard line. There's a flare pass. Oh, man, that's a little bit thrown out of the reach of watch. Those are the plays, and Jack Dawson talked about that, the simple play. He had a man open to the flat. He struggled at times with that. That's really the first bad one today. But Watts would have caught that ball with momentum up the field. He had a chance to get it near the goal line. Instead, it's incomplete second down. And it's all timing. You can work on that all season long and make that simple play simple. Second down and 10 from the 12-yard line of Northeastern State. Tigers up 28 to nothing. Dawson to throw. Pressure. Throws across the middle. It's going to be caught. But a good tackle right away. The Watts who caught it. Only a one-yard gain. Yeah, it was Trevor Watts to the 11. Now Fort A. State's going to have a third and goal right here. So they got the big 50-yard completion. But so far, an incomplete and a short pass. And now they've got third down and nine from the Riverhawk 11-yard line. Clock rolling at 46 seconds. The Tigers up 28 to nothing late in the second. Watts and Horace wide receivers here to the right. Stokes, who had that 50-yard completion, he split to the left. Dawson to throw. Time in the pocket. Now being flushed to his left. Throws. He's getting hit. It's Touchdown. caught. Touchdown. Fort Hayes State. Hosea Stokes came back toward the ball and made the catch two yards deep into the end zone. And Fort Hayes State adds to the lead. It's 34 to nothing with 27 seconds to go until halftime. Dawson's having him a game. And I'm just impressed the way he's escaped from pressure. He threw that ball running to his left and threw it back cross body. Well, you Great like, play. Yeah, the pressure was there. Didn't panic. Avoided the pressure. Stepped up in the pocket. Then Stokes, a good job to get open. Here's the extra point from Arndt. It's good. It is 35 to nothing. Fort Hayes State with 27 seconds to go in this second quarter. You know, they've got to be Man. a little... A little upset with four days. We had what was it? A few years ago, we put up 91 against them. Yeah, <laughs> and and that was and there were players I didn't even know playing for four days that day. And if you can travel with unlimited rosters now, you're not limited like you were then. That maybe doesn't get out of hand because you could have played more younger guys. Four Day State played everybody they had a lot, and that was just one of those days. But boy, today, and again. We understand Pitt or Northeastern State's won four games in five years, but this Fort A State offense is looking really good right now. After a sluggish three and out start, they've been firing on all cylinders. And Jack Dawson has proven why he earned that starting job. He's been as good as anyone in recent years. You know, and it sounds like Northeastern really went recruiting and brought in some juniors and seniors and JUCO transfers, uh, some Division One transfers, but. They've, they've got the older kids now. They've got a bunch of juniors and seniors, but nothing's changed so far. Not so far. Boy, Fort A. State's been good. And really, the offense has been good, but the defense has been a blanket, and that's really set the tone. That interception after that big penalty, and it's been all black and gold. Here's the kickoff from Arndt. High and short. It'll be taken. A fair caught by Jackson at the 11-yard line, so they're going to bring it out. Two straight big penalties on kick returns put the Riverhawks in a hole, and now they're not even trying to return. They're calling fair catches. You know, this is a big game, and gosh, you hate to bring something like this up, but it's a big game for their head coach. I mean, he's 3-30 and 30 here at Northeastern, and there might be some people getting a little upset. Well, he's, he played here. 
He was on the staff when they won the championship in 94. I think he played high school ball He's here. He's from around here, yeah. I mean, you felt he was the right guy for the job. And they've had success. They won two NAIA national championships. Obviously, the landscape has changed in college football, but they've won here. They were in a the year before they joined the MIAA, they made the Mineral Water Bowl. They won seven mm-hmm. games. That was their last winning season. That's kind of a testament to the MIAA as well. I mean, they had some success, but obviously joining the conference that calls themselves the SEC in Division Two, it's been tough go. First down and 10. Riverhawks from their own 25. They're going to hand it off to May. Bounces out to the right. Gets spun. Picks up one. And boy, there are Tigers flying all over the place. John Johnson there. Also think that Parrish Terry, we told you about the redshirt freshman from Tuttle, Oklahoma, in on that tackle as well. One-yard gain, second down and nine. I think the Riverhawks are going to let this clock wind down, and we will get to halftime. That is indeed what will happen. Tell you what, Fort Hayes State went three and out of their first offensive possession. And then had two big penalties on the same play when they got a third down stop and could have had a three and out. That's been the negative. It's been all positive since. 35-0 Fort A State here at the half. We will take a break. Our Bank of A's halftime show is next. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC. Tigers will kick off here to start the third quarter. They lead 35 to nothing. Real quick, Pitt State early second up 3 nothing on Washburn. Central Missouri leads Missouri Western 10 nothing after one. Uh, all the other games getting underway at seven. We'll try to keep you apprised of those as we move along here. It's 35 to nothing. Four days state as we get set for quarter number three. And the kickoff from Arndt, high and end over end. Jackson's going to return this one from his own six-yard line up the near hash, 20, 25, still on his feet, 30, and up to the 31. Good kickoff return there by Arndt, or excuse me, by Jackson up the kick from Arndt, and Northeastern State will get the ball at their own 31-yard line here to start the third quarter with some work to do. They trail the Tigers 35 to nothing. You know, you wonder what was said in the Northeastern locker room at halftime down 35. That's that's tough on any coach to come up with a magic solution. Well, they started off really well. They had the break. They got the stop on three and out. They got the big break on the third down for a first. But, boy, that interception by Menges just, just turned the tide. It's been all four days state. Four down lineman for the Tigers. It's Ellerick at quarterback to start the third quarter. The ball slips out. No, it's picked up. I don't know if that was a fumble picked up or just a little dump pass. It looked like it slipped out of his hands. The running back caught it and is going to get a back to the 28 and avoid disaster. It's a loss of three or four. And the ball just slipped out of the quarterback's hand. The running back picked it up and is brought down to the 28 for a loss of three. That could have been disaster for Northeastern oh, State. Oh, you bet. The humidity not as high here as we thought it might be, 34% at kickoff. Lights have come on here at halftime, so they're slowly starting to take effect. Some of the folks leaving at the break, not a bad group of Tiger fans on the longest trip of the year for Fort A. State. Second down, 13 Northeastern from their own 28. Ellerick play action, straight drop. He throws it over Hazel Horse. The ball is picked off. A one-handed interception by Mikel Williams at the 30-yard line. And Fort A. State has their third takeaway of the night. 
Mikel Williams with one hand able to pluck it out of the air and that was set up by Hazelhorse. He made the quarterback loft it to get it over him and Williams the linebacker the interception. Yeah, we talked about this earlier too that they're going to come out of their original game plan and when you do that you do things that you're not used to doing especially in practice to perfect them. Uh, there's a good case right there. They're not a great throwing football team and he lofted that ball, got a lot of air under it, and we pick it off. Tigers were last in the MIAA, minus 10 in turnover margin a year ago. They're plus three tonight. Three receivers bunched in the triangle to the left, and now a flag thrown. I think someone moved early just as the Tigers were getting ready to snap that football. Dylan Rock is in it, right guard. Porter Danovic, right tackle, illegal procedure on the Tigers, so it moves it back to the 35. It'll be first and 15. Porter Danovic at right tackle, Dylan Rock at right guard, Aaron Corbin is the setter. Looks like Josh Shaw is still in there at left guard, and Philip Paris in there at left tackle. Dawson Reynolds started the game at right guard. He is out right now, and Dylan Rock is in. That was an interesting yeah. set, too. We went three wide, but tandem. Fourth and, or second and first and 15, Jaquan Tillis getting his first carry of the night, and he gets bottled up for no gain as he. Tried to run around the left side. There's a wall of Riverhawks there to make that tackle, leading that charge. Antonio Johnson, a sophomore from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, Memphis transfer. So no gain, and now it's a second down at 15, just underway here in the third. Tigers going from left to right. That is north to south there at Doc Wadley Field, historic ballpark or stadium. Built in the early 60s, they won an NAI national title here. Two receivers left, two right for Dawson. He's going to hand it off. That is Watts. Watts to the 30, 25, cuts inside, 20. Hand on the turf, stays on his feet. First down inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. What a run by Shane Watts. He broke off two tackles, then got his hand on the turf when he was stumbling, and it takes him down to the 15, a gain of 20, and a Fort Hay State first down. They're back inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply in Plainville and Colby, your local New Holland dealer boy what tremendous balance on that play he got 10 yards just because of great balance boy used that hand to stay on his feet and got him five more yards first and 10 tigers dawson with time now being flushed he's hit and going down for the first time dawson is sacked he tried to step up in the pocket nobody was open and then that pocket crumbles and he's sacked for the first time tonight he'll lose five back to the 20 yard line it's second down and 15. Good you know, coverage in that secondary by Northeastern State. Dawson had time, but nobody was open. But And that's what we talked about, poise. He's not going to throw it if nobody's there, and they avoid any interception. Trevor Watts will be split over to the right along with Hosea Stokes. Make that to the left. Here to the right side is Jaden Horace. Corbin again at tight end. There's the snap. It's going to be a jet sweep, and Watts is blown up. Back of the 26. Boy, Northeastern State came shooting through that gap. To blow up that play, Antonio Johnson was there, reading it all the way. Also, Malcolm Murphy on that stop. Boy, Northeastern read that one, and it's going to prop him five more yards back to the 25, back-to-back negative plays, and now it's third and 20 for the Tigers after they got it down to the 15. They're back to the Riverhawk 25. Third and 20 from the Riverhawk 25 for Tigers. 
Up 35 to nothing. Got the ball after the Bakel Williams interception, but have done nothing with it. Single coverage on Stokes. Three receivers right. Dawson throws, tries to go to, gets caught. It's going to be Horace who caught it. Jaden Horace got inside the defense and hauls it in for a Fort A State touchdown. Jaden Horace, the junior transfer from Allen University. Division II school in Columbia, South Carolina, gets his first touchdown catch. 41-0 Tigers. Boy, give credit to Dawson. He put that ball in the only place where it could have been caught. Jaden Horace. Boy, everybody getting into the act today as Jack Dawson, as the extra point is good. Jack Dawson now with his fourth touchdown pass. He's also run for a score. And the Tigers have a 42 to nothing lead, and we have a timeout. 10.56 to go in the third. It is all Fort Hayes State. 42 to nothing on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Down pass from Jack Dawson to Jaden Horace, who did a great job to get inside leverage on the corner. Caught it inside the five and angled it into the end zone. Jack Dawson, 14 he passes through the air, one through the ground. As that caps off a five-play, 30-yard drive set up by the Mikel Williams interception. It's the 42-0 Tigers. Our third quarter is brought to you by Bush Light. Proud supporters of Kansas Farmers enjoy an ice-cold Bush Light, but remember to drink responsibly. Well, the defense gets a takeaway, three takeaways. Jack Dawson's having a career night here to start this season. 42 to nothing, Fort A State. They scored 91 here in 19. <laughs> School record for points, and, and they were playing people that hadn't played all season long in that one. Here's a kick from Art. It's going to be taken at the five-yard line by Jackson again up the head and taken wow. down at the 20-yard line. Great special teams tackle out there by Michael Pauley, redshirt freshman from Bishop Carroll. Boy, four-day stay, they're flying around the ball. They're excited right now, and everybody getting to the act in special teams, offense, and defense. Riverhawks will have it at their own 20-yard line. This is where you take advantage, Gur, of that new rule change about the redshirts. You can get some of those younger kids in, and they're not going to lose any eligibility. Saw the travel roster. There's only a couple of true freshmen who made the trip, so... We'll see if they get them in. And kind of that's that, you, you want to get them good looks, but when do you do it? You, do, you need to save it for depth of positions. We'll see. There's going to be a handoff, and that is a new running back into the ball game for Northeastern State. Carroll on the carry, short gain to about the 23-yard line, second down and three for the Riverhawks. So the defense doing a pretty good job there. So Campbell, the new running back, Tag Campbell. He's a true freshman from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Not on the two deep, but he's out there right now for Northeastern State. He's behind the quarterback, Elric in the pistol. Gets to carry again up the middle, and he's going to run into a couple of Tigers. Silas Edder in there at linebacker. Starting to see even though we're early third quarter, a few new faces out there on defense. Edder had a nice tackle earlier in the game. He makes that stop of the... 25-yard line, so a short gain of just a couple, and it's going to bring up another third down for the Riverhawks, who had a couple of third-down conversions before throwing that interception 
They got the penalty conversion and then could not convert on four straight possessions on third down with three and out. Here it's third and five from their own 25. Four down lineman for the Tigers. Ellerick takes the shotgun snap. He dumps it across the middle. It's going to be caught. Nice catch by Avery Payne in front of his own bench. He's knocked out of bounds by Silas Setter, but he's got a first down up to the 43-yard line on a gain of 18 in the first down. And give credit where credit's due. He put that ball right yeah. on the money. It was a great pass. Well, that'll be an 18-yard gain and a Riverhawk first down with 9.34 to go in the third. Four-day state leading 42 to nothing. 28 second-quarter points for the Tigers. Seven of them, or six of them, in the extra point after a blocked punt picked up by Mason Perez. First down and 10. There's going to be the handoff to Campbell. Boy, he runs hard. Edder wraps him up, brings him down to the 49. Now before a gain of six on first down, second down and three. I got to like this young man out of Tulsa just down the road. Less than an hour, good strong running. Picks up nice positive yardage. They're going to give him five to the 49, second down and five. 8.50 and counting, quarter number three, all Tigers tonight, 42 to nothing. Two receivers left, two right for the green-clad Riverhawks. There's a handoff this time. Campbell is bottled up and dropped. He might lose a yard. He ran into that wall. Jason Wallace. Was there actually, no, that was Dimitri Scott in that time. He was the guy to lead the charge. Wallace also helping out. They're going to say no gain, and now it's third down and five. You know, you mentioned uh, this this running back, Campbell. Uh, there are three high schools in, in Tulsa, Union, Jenks, and Metro Christian. He played at Metro Christian, and those three are powerhouses. Don't forget Bixby. They're pretty good, too. There's yes, a little dump pass. It's caught and bobbled and then hauled in by Payne between two defenders. Edder. And Rome were there, and that ball was dumped in nicely from Ellerick. And another big third down conversion by Avery Payne down to the Tiger 35 yard line. That's a 16 yard completion and a first down for Northeastern State. That's their second third down conversion on this possession. We need to keep our cool too. I think there's some trash talk going on on the, the, those green jerseys. We just have to let that go and keep our composure. 42-0 Tigers, eight minutes and counting here in the third. Riverhawks trying to punch it into that north end zone. They got close earlier, but then Mason Perez got an interception late in the third. Handoff to Campbell to the right. He gets stood up and then driven backwards. Got stood up initially, and then Jason Wallace brings him down for no gain. It's second and ten. You talked about Wallace, fun to watch, and boy, he's been everywhere tonight. He just dominates, especially if it's one-on-one. Here's a first-team junior college All-American at Fullerton College. He's down about 30 pounds from a year ago. Boy, you can see he's way more active. He played his freshman year at Division II Limestone, then transferred to Fullerton College. He's from Sugar Hill, South Carolina. The senior defensive lineman having a good night. Second down and 10, Riverhawks. Down to the Tiger 35-yard line. Elric slaps the hands, takes the snap. He wants to throw. He's got a man. It's going to be caught in a broken tackle. That's Payne once again. He's been his main target. He caught it over in the right flat, then broke out of the tackle of Ty Cooper, and he's got a first down to the 19-yard line on a gain of 16 and a first down. You know, I'll tell you how good our secondary has been in our linebackers. That's the first missed tackle yeah. of the night. That, that's been a problem the last couple of seasons, tackling. 
much better tonight. Takeaways, obviously, plus three. That's been big. So some nice marks, but that time they broke one. Handoff to Campbell. Guys, a dash his way up the middle. Gets some help from an offensive lineman to shove him forward inside the 15 down to the 13-yard line. Mikel Williams holding on to make that tackle along with Parrish Terry, but they're going to mark him down inside the 15 to about the 13-yard line. Six-yard gain by Campbell. It's third down and four, or second down and four. What do you do now, Kerr, if you don't make it on second and third down? Do you go for the touchdown or you go for a field goal? Well, I think you're down 42. You want to score points, but, yeah, you're down 42 to nothing. We'll see if it gets to that. Three receivers left, one to the right. That is Payne, who's had a couple of big, three big catches on this possession. Ellerick from the pistol, hands it off to Campbell. Nope, that's going to be May back in there. He'll bounce out to the right. He's only going to get about a yard, maybe to the 12-yard line. Forday State doing a good job of bouncing out and reading that play. Edder there again on that stop. He's been active today. Also, Mikel Williams sliding over to make the stop. No gain. They're going to give him one. They're going to mark him at the 12. It's going to bring up third down and three yards to go from the 12-yard line. Tigers up 42 to nothing, down to 526 and counting in the third. It's hard reading the numbers now yeah. with this lighting. Our windows don't open, so we've got a glare. Back to pass, Ellerick, he's going to the end zone, and it's going to be broken up, but a flag. Rome broke it up, but Kobe's going to be called for either holding or pass interference. Might be a hold, nope, interference. Either way, it'll bring up a first down. Via the penalty, half the distance. So Fort A. State called for pass interference in the end zone. Rome asking what he did. There's not been a defensive back called for pass interference who's agreed with the call ever, has there? Never. But you know what? I don't know what interference is anymore. Well, it's been hard. It's, it's even in the NFL, you could call something every pass play. Um, and it's just hard telling who's, who's guilty anymore. So that'll move it down to the two-yard line where it is a first and goal. Payne, a wide receiver near side along with Brody Rutledge. Grant Ellerick. Hands it off to May up the middle, and he stopped. Maybe a yard to the one-yard line. Tried to run it right into the heart of that defense. And, boy, there were several Tigers there, but unpiling off the bottom of the pile is Mikel Williams, who had an interception earlier. So marks him down at the one. Second and goal now for Northeastern State, trying to get on the board. With inside five minutes to go in the third, four-day State on top, 42 to nothing. Just the Riverhawks' second trip in the red zone tonight. The last one, Mason Perez made an incredible interception at the 12. Pistol again, May behind the quarterback, Ellerick. They give it to May. Up the middle, he's going to lose a yard. Fort A. State stuffs him. In fact, he may lose two back to the three. A little hesitation, tried to cut to the right, and Fort A. State closed him down. Dar it was... Um, Evan Darville in there. He torpedoed that play, then he got some help, but he was the lead tackler. Two-yard loss, and now it's third and goal for Northeastern. That offensive line just collapsed. I mean, that's how great we had penetration there. So now it's third and goal from the three-yard line. The Riverhawks had it down to the one, but they lose two right there. They'll spend two receivers near, tight end to the right. Play clock down to one. They get the play away. Ellerick being chased. He throws. It's intercepted. Tigers pick it off. Travion Mitchell 
at the two-yard line. The fourth Tiger takeaway of the night, and they keep Northeastern off the board. That is Travion Mitchell's first career interception, the junior out of May South. You know, he read that quarterback all the way, too. You could see it was a fake handoff, and he was sprinting out right, and he just timed it perfect. He had his eyes on that quarterback the whole time. What a play and a pickoff by Travion Mitchell, and we have a timeout. There's 3.49 to go in the third, 42 to nothing. Four-day state on top of Northeastern State. This is the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. PwC. Now, Travion Mitchell has the Tigers' second interception this quarter and their fourth pick of the game. Again, we mentioned it, four-day state a year ago, minus 10 in turnover margin. That was 11 out of 12 MIAA teams. Only Lincoln was worst. Fewest takeaways since 05. They've got four takeaways tonight, but now backed up at their own two-yard line. Jaquan Tillis is in at running back. Dawson is the quarterback in the shotgun. He's about four yards deep in the end zone. Cormany a tight end here to the right side to give it off to Tillis. Finds a bit of a crease. He takes it out to across the five. Keeps those legs churning. He has it out to the six. That's a big four-yard gain on first down and kind of gets them out of the back of the end zone a little bit. Nice hard run there by Jaquan. He battled injury, a knee injury a year ago. Such a dynamic running back. Also played wide receiver in junior college and did not play in the first half, but he's been the guy here in the third quarter. So Fort A State out to the six-yard line. It's second down and six, leading 42 to nothing with 3.18 to go. They start deep in their own territory after the Travion Mitchell interception. Cormany, the tight end, comes in motion. There's a handoff to Tillis once again. Bounces out to the left, and he has it up near the 10-yard line. They're going to knock him down at the 9. So that'll be a 3-yard gain, and now a third down and manageable. Third down and 3 for Fort A. State. So Tillis giving them a little bit of breathing room here, and we'll see what they call up here on third down. I love the way we're using our motion man as a lead blocker. It's kind of like the old isolation plays where your motion man is one-on-one with a linebacker. Two receivers left, two here to the right side for the Tigers, who lead it 42 to nothing late in the third quarter. Dawson from the shotgun now looks to the sideline. Cormany and Stokes, who had a 50-yard catch, they're split far to the left side. Horace, who had a touchdown catch, is here near. It's a slant pass. It's caught. Great open field tackle by Northeastern State. Stokes caught it. But he was brought down immediately by Malcolm Murphy. But it will be enough for the first down. He got it out to the 15-yard line. Actually, they're going to mark him where? Yep, right at the 15-yard line. He needed three. He gets six. It's a four-day state first down. They've been good on third down tonight. We don't have any official numbers, but they've been really good. I'll tell you what, I hope you can see those numbers better than me. We are literally so high, we're above the lights. It's not a well-lit field, to say the least. (laughs) There's a handoff to Tillis. This time he's going to be bottled up and taken down for very little gain. In fact, he's going to lose some yardage. Dylan Seabach, he's a Midwest City, Oklahoma product, redshirt freshman, blows that one up all the way back at the – they're going to give him about a yard at the 16-yard line. So a one-yard gain for Jaquan. And now it's second down to nine. A minute 25 and counting. 42 to nothing, 4 State. Horace, a 25-yard touchdown reception. 
They only score the second half. Here's Tillis up the middle. He gets wrapped up from behind, keeps the legs churning, carries the pack out across the 20 and up to the 21-yard line. He's brought down by Junior Brown, who's a Shreveport, Louisiana product, Northwestern State Division I transfer. Five-yard gain to the 21, brings up third down and four for four-day state. And we talked about yardage after initial contact. There was a good example right there. He's a hard-looking runner. And well, this running game much improved for the Tigers here, at least tonight. Two receivers close to the tight end on the right side, one far to the left. A third down, play action, Dawson in the pocket, rolls to his left, throws. It's going to be caught for a first down out across the 30 and up near the 35-yard line. Hosea Stokes, he's had a big night. And that'll move the chains. They're going to give him progress to the 36. It's a 15-yard pass completion on third and three, and the Tigers convert again on third down and move the chains. Yeah, we said it earlier. They they can't cover Stokes one-on-one like they're trying to do. He, he could have 400 yards tonight if we wanted to. Clock inside of 10 seconds. Fort A State's going to let it wind down. Before we go to the quarter break, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Fort A State football. Third quarter brought to you by Bush Light. Proud supporters of Kansas farmers enjoy an ice cold Bush Light today, but remember to drink responsibly. Fourth quarter next on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Tigers run a design quarterback run by Jack Dawson. He picks up four to the 40-yard line. Second down and six just underway here in the fourth. Tigers going from our right to left. That's south to north here at Doc Wadley Stadium, leading 42 to nothing. Only seven points in that quarter. Here's Tillis to the left, breaks a tackle. He's got a first down across the 45 and up near midfield to the 49-yard line. That's a nine-yard gain. Tigers move the chains. That clock keeps rolling as they lead this one 42 to nothing. Hey, get more for your internet with Vibe. Vibe gives you more with the fiber-rich internet you need to watch the sports and shows you want. Contact Vibe today. All Tigers, they led 35 to nothing at halftime. They lead 42 to nothing here with 14 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Jack Dawson still in at quarterback. Juan Tillis, the running back, lined up to his left. Dawson throws, Stokes a great catch, breaks a tackle up the near sideline, 20, 15 to the 10, and taken down at the eight-yard line. What a catch by Stokes. He is one tough dude. He ripped that away from a Riverhawk all the way down to the eight. That's a 43-yard reception. He had a 50-yarder earlier in the game. Tell you, if, if, if all our opponents try to cover him one-on-one, He's going to be in All-America this year. He's only 5'9", but, man, he is strong, and he high points the ball perfectly, and another laser thrown by Jack Dawson. Tigers once again inside the farm implement and supply red zone. Trying to build on a 42-0 lead. Play action. Dawson in the end zone. Caught! It's a touchdown! Sloan Hayden, the Ulysses Jr. by way of Hutchinson Community College with the touchdown catch. And Forty State adds to the lead. It's 48 to nothing. On the eight yard TD pass from Dawson to Hayden. Jack Dawson, five touchdown passes tonight. Here's the extra point from Arndt. 
49-0 Tigers. It might be time to get Dawson out of there. We don't want anybody hurt when we're up by 50 points. Ice that arm and get him ready for next week. What a pass. And Sloan Hayden, he, he was in on that last play for some extra protection for Fort Hay State earlier in that last possession. Played a year at Missouri State, didn't play, then two years at Hutch. And then he was a two-time All-Stater at Eudora, but he's from Ulysses, and he hauls it in, and it makes it 49 to nothing. Tiger Sports brought to you in part by BTI, your John Deere dealer. They've got locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. And our fourth quarter brought to you by Kona Big Wave. Bring the aloha. It's a crisp and easy drinking beer. Enjoy a big wave on game day, but remember to drink responsibly. 49-0 Tigers. Jack Dawson, five touchdown passes. He's also run for a score. You think, All black and gold tonight. You think Chris is pretty excited about his decision? <laughs> I, I think he is. Well, and it was a close race even up to the very end, but Jack Dawson just emerged late, and you can see why. He's playing with confidence. He had a great high school career. There's a kick taken at the nine-yard line by Jackson. Near sideline, 20, 25 on his feet, 30, all the way up to about the 35-yard line. It took about four Tigers to finally bring him down. He replaced Chance Fuller as the starting quarterback back in down in Arlington at Lamar High School and had one of the all-time great careers for 6A. That's the biggest class. He had a yeah. great career. Of course, Chance's numbers weren't great because a guy named Steve Buschel, who's third-string quarterback for the Chiefs, was the quarterback when Chance was there. So he never got a lot of playing time to a senior year. He played behind an NFL guy, but they've had some good quarterbacks. And Dawson showing that here tonight. There's a handoff to May up the middle. Good, strong run. Just bulldozes his way across the 40 and up to about the 43-yard line. It'll be a nine-yard gain on that first down run by May. Second down and one, and there is an injured Riverhawk on the play. I think you're going to see a lot of new faces out there now, Gareth. We're starting to on defense already. Yep, there's a few few guys who haven't played a lot. Jacoby Wilson, redshirt freshman from Leo Catholic in Chicago is in there. Told you about Jaden Barker in the first half. Looks like a cramp. I'm kind of surprised. That's our first cramp that we've noticed tonight. Yeah. We were talking about that before we went on the air. That could be a an issue tonight. Really hasn't been. It's one of the linemen for Northeastern State. Cannon Howard from Collinsville, Oklahoma. He's up. He'll have to come out, but looking okay. Boy, those are – its ne- they're not severe – but there is maybe nothing more painful when you get that calf oh, cramp, that Charlie horse, and they're way worse in the middle of the night. <laughs> Parrish Terry, he's played a little bit to Tuttle, Oklahoma, redshirt freshman. Good group of Oklahomans on this roster, and they're getting some action here in their home state. Dimitri Scott also in there, so an entire new front four for four-day state. John Johnson, Mikel Williams still in a linebacker. Actually, John Johnson and Silas Edder in there at linebacker. Play action. Back to pass. Ellerick near sideline, and it's overthrown. He was looking up here on the near side. Now a late flag. Fort Hays State may have a late hit. That's a silly play. Yes, it Good is. Good coverage by Travion Mitchell. But I think a Tiger got in there late and hit Ellerick. It's going to give him a first down. You know, girl, another thing we haven't talked about much is 
the recruiting that Chris and his staff has done. If, if you look at this roster, we have a lot of people that have come in from junior colleges, from California, from Texas, from Florida. Uh, right now, in game one, it looks like they've done a tremendous job recruiting. Penalty's going to move the ball to the 42 of Northeastern State. So big penalty there. And Chris Brown's been, he's a four-year high school guy, likes to red shirt build a program but sometimes you have to go out and fill needs and, you do and they had a small senior class but they you know they just they had a lot of needs to field guys to play right away and you could tell the competition in practice is one of the reasons this team's playing better handoff goes up the middle it is blake may and may just kind of jitterbugs his way up inside the 40 down to about the 37 yard line five yard gain Second down and five clock down to 12.30 here in the fourth. Old Tigers tonight, they're up 49 to nothing. You know they would love a shutout. Last time they shut out an opponent, wasn't that long ago, Lincoln two years ago in 21, 72 to nothing. It's been 15 games. Second down, six for Northeastern. May running hard up the middle. Grabbed from behind by Dimitri Scott. He brings them down to the 34. That's a... Gain of about three and brings up third down. And we'll call it about two yards to go, maybe a yard and a half for the Riverhawks. I think Lincoln may have made a good decision getting out of the MIAA. It'll, you know, it'll be interesting in the GLBC to see how they do. We've seen that a lot when Lindenwood left. Now, of course, they're Division One, But they leave the MIAA, and they barely got in the middle of the pack, and they go to the playoffs and host the next year. So yep. it shows you how tough it is to win and when you look at what Northwest has done, it is remarkable to win consistently like they have. Play clock down to five. There's a hand, no play. Evan is a handoff to May, and he's going to have the first down close. Well, they're going to mark him right to the 32. I think it'll be enough. Yep, they say move the chains. He needed two. He gets two. And it's a first down for Northeastern down to the Tiger 32-yard line. Trying to get on the board here tonight. They trail Fort Hay State 49 to nothing. And getting back to that recruiting, a lot of it has to do with connections, your head coaches and your assistants with people they've known over the years and people that promote their kids coming to Northwest. They, they've done a great job recruiting. There's a rollout by Ellerick to the right. He's being chased, and he throws it away. Some good pursuit there by the Tigers. That was Terry in there on giving some pressure on the quarterback. Tigers have new home jerseys this year. They're still wearing, they'll get new road jerseys next year. It's got the font they had in the past. They're really difficult to read. The new home jerseys much easier. I can commend Coach Chris Brown for going back to the block numerals. That will be much easier to read at home I starting think you next Thursday night. I may have suggested when it's time <laughs> to get new uniforms. I've got a font that has been proven true and true. Here's Ellerick, it dumps it in a pass, and it's incomplete. He was trying to go to May, who was about five yards away from him, and he threw a dart, and May could not hold on to it. It's incomplete. Now it's third down. I don't know how they can see a dart getting <laughs> thrown out there. It just looks dark. Yeah, it's not a real, at least from here, it doesn't appear to be a well-lit field. You're right. We are above the lights. That's how high we are here at Doc Wadley Stadium, the highest vantage point of the conference. It's a great one. We are above the lights here at the stadium. <laughs> Two receivers. Up, oh, there's Oop. some movement. That's a going to be a penalty. Cason Bradley, their left tackle, Tonka City product, flinched. It's going to move him back five. 
Northeastern was the least, one of the least penalized teams around a year ago. They haven't had a whole lot of penalties tonight. Only 4.6 penalties per game a year ago. 12th fewest in the N in, in Division II football, the fewest in the MIAA, but that one cost them five, and now it's third and 15 at the Tiger 37-yard line. They've only been in the red zone twice, and both times they threw an interception. Perez at the 12, Travion Mitchell at the 2. Third down, 15. Ellerick the throw, steps up, and it's a diving catch. Nope, it's dropped. May the receiver, actually that was a different running back in there, Drew Ellerick, his brother, tried to make the catch. But even if he did, he had to dive for it. It would only be a two-yard gain, and now it's fourth down. What are they going to do? They got a punt from here. They're down 49 points. Why don't you go for it? They're going to punt this one away. At least they're going to line up to try to punt this one away. Tyler Crawford, he had three 50-plus yard field goals a year ago. Thought they might try one. And now we get a timeout called by who? Fort Hayes or Northeastern? Either way, there is a timeout. There's 10.35 to go. Remind you, the Tiger Sports brought to you by the Taco Shop. Whether you're ordering on the phone, using their handy app, which is great, dine-in, carry-out, delivery, you've never had it so good. It's the Taco Shop. They've been a Hayes tradition since 1970. We'll be at Lewis Field Saturday night, or excuse me, next Thursday night. 7 o'clock kick, Tigers taking on the fourth-ranked Pittsburgh State Gorillas, who are up 6 to nothing at halftime at home over Washburn. Wow. Central Missouri up 17-14 late in the second in their game at Missouri Western. Northwest and Missouri Southern, 17-17 at halftime in Joplin. Third quarter in Emporia, 28-7, or excuse me, late second, 28-7, Emporia State over Lincoln. Central Oklahoma leads Kearney, 17-7. That's with 2.07 to go in the second quarter in Edmond. Interesting scores around the conference. Fourth down, 15 from the 37, and Northwest, Northeastern State's going to line up and punt the ball, it appears. High wobbly. Tiger's going to let it bounce, and it rolls into the end zone. It almost... Uh-huh. Hits Stokes. It's a touchback. So a 37-yard punt, no return. And four-day state will have the football with 10-26 to go in the ball game at their own 20-yard line, leading the Riverhawks 49 to nothing. You know, I hope the Riverhawks go 9-1 and one this year. I really <laughs> do. That'd be all right. We have a media timeout. 10-26 to go. Back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Tigers will have it at their own 20-yard line after the 37-yard punt from Tyler Crawford. Caleb Hebner now in at quarterback for Fort Hayes State, the redshirt freshman out of Denison, Texas. He'll get his first collegiate action here tonight, and he's going to hand the ball off. That was Watts in there. Not a whole lot of running room. No, that is um, yep, that is Trevor Watts. Not Trevor Watts. Shane Watts' his brother. Loses a yard to the 19-yard line. Second down and 11. You know, going back to that recruiting, it would be a good talking point sometime to talk about the portal. 
how the portal has changed recruiting. It's just it's drastically more changed. More on the Division One level, but it has on Division Two certainly as well. Marcellus Crutchfield is in for the first time. There's a handoff once again to Watts, and he's able to burrow his way forward across the 20 and up to the 24-yard line. So he picks up five. It'll bring up a third down and six. So Forte stayed up 49 to nothing, even though they put a new quarterback in. There is a flag late at the end of the play. Let's go downstairs to Seth Kincaid. Couple new offensive linemen in there for the Tigers as well. Number 70, Jacob Mattis. Number 77, David Schoberg. Number 75, Kofi Carey Carey, all into the, the game on the offensive line. All right, yeah, Tigers. It's on Northeastern State. It may have been a personal foul at the end of the play. It's a 15 yard penalty. And that's going to bring up a first down all the way up to the 39 yard line. So that ends up being a costly penalty there for Northeastern State. Tigers keep the possession up to their own 39 but 930 to go you could see the trash talking earlier you could see that starting and it's just great that we're able to keep our composure and not talk back Ebner slaps the hands he'll send Calvin Stapp the Coley product in motion he's going to keep it himself Ebner runs 45 he tucks his hands over the ball he's out across the 50 and he's got a first down to the 50 yard line an 11 yard run by Caleb Hebner, the redshirt freshman quarterback, who was the leading passer in Denison High School history, has a first down with his legs out to the 50-yard line. He can run. Great move to get that extra yard. And he's a big kid, 6'2", 215. Forrester, 6'3", 220. They're two big dudes. Hebner wanted the throw. Now he's going to tuck it up and run. He gets back to the line of scrimmage. He initially wanted to pass, looked to his right. Everybody was covered up. I think he was trying to go to Logan Heigel, sophomore from Salina Central. But then he turned to his left and just tucked it and got back to the line of scrimmage, second down and 10. 8.24 to go here in the opener. Tigers up 49 to nothing. Back at home for the first time Thursday night. Next Thursday, number four, Pittsburgh State, who's in a battle with Washburn at halftime, up 6-0. Two receivers to the right. They hand it off to Watts, full head of steam right up the middle. He'll get about three to the 47 and to bring up a third down and seven for the Tigers. You know, that's another thing with our runners tonight. So many times you see a runner hesitate when they get to the line of scrimmage. Our kids tonight have lowered their head and just tried to get that extra two or three yards. We'll see if Hebner throws it here. Colt Fuller, a tight end here to the near side with receiver Marcellus Crutchfield. Sean DeLotter, a new receiver to the program in, along with Calvin Stapp to the right. Hebner in the shotgun with Shane Watts lined up to his left, takes the snap. He wants to throw on third and seven, steps up in the pocket. He's being chased, and he's going down. He'll be sacked at the 48-yard line. Northeastern set everybody, and really, Hebner never had a chance on that one. He got to his drop, and he was scrambling for his life. He loses a yard, and now it's fourth and eight. You know what? I think they may keep yep. that offense in there and go for it. Really don't gain anything with a punt or very little. Nope. Locked down to seven, and now they're going to bring the punt unit in late. They kept the offense out for quite a while. Mike, this is the first punt for the Tigers since their opening possession. Wow. Cameron Zezum Cam, Salina product. Salina South back inside his own 40-yard line to punt for only the second time tonight. Good snap, and... 
Good kick by Cameron. It's going to bounce at the 20, go straight up into the air, roll inside the 15, and go all the way down to about the 14-yard line. So that ended up being a pretty good punt of 34 yards. It pins him inside the 20. And with 6.24 to go in the game, Northeastern State will have it at their own 11 is where they're going to mark that ball going out of bounds. And we have another timeout here, I think. Media. Then we're going to have our final media timeout of the game. 6.24 to play. Tigers 49, Northeastern State nothing. Back in a minute, this is the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. 6.24 to go here in the fourth quarter in Tahlequah. 49-0, Fort A. State on top of Northeastern State. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Fort A. State football. What about all that's left to be decided tonight, Mike Carl? Can the Tigers get a shutout? Northeastern's had two possessions in the red zone. They've thrown interceptions on both of them. Fort A. State plus four in turnovers tonight. Four picks in the ball game. That's an encouraging sign. They were really, really bad. Worst in 17 seasons. Match the worst last year. I'll, I'll predict a shutout, and I'll predict that we get another touchdown on a mistake they make. Okay, I'll go with that. There's a handoff up the middle. Is that May again, I think, getting the carry? Not much there. That's about the 14-yard line, so he'll pick up a three on the play. Bring up second down and seven. A whole host of Tigers in there on that stop, getting some some new faces into the ball game. Jonas Smith, the Plainville redshirt sophomore, one of the Tigers in there on that tackle for Fort Hayes State. Jacoby Wilson also in there, still in that defensive interior position. Now that is Campbell back in at running back. Tag Campbell, the freshman out of Tulsa. So he picked up three, second down and seven. Riverhawks are their own 14 late in the ball game. Play action, Ellerick throws, and it's going to be incomplete. He was trying to hit Brody Rutledge, who was engaged with a Tiger defensive back, and he could never get separation at the line of scrimmage, and it's incomplete. You know, it's, it's not their game. They're trying things now just to to get anything going. This is not their game. It wasn't their game plan. Well, you talked about it. Tigers with that second quarter, that barrage got them out of their game plan. And obviously it's been great for the guys in white, not so good for the guys in green. Second or third down and seven now from the 14 yard line. Grant Ellerick came into the game in the second quarter at quarterback for starter Ben Ward. He'll shift the running back, Campbell, to his left. He wants to throw, steps up in the pocket, gets out of arm, tackle, then gets hit and taken down. Brought down by Reed Adelhard. He's wearing Alden Nedler's number. Nedler is injured, so Adelhard had a few white jerseys that tried to replace that weren't in yet, so Adelhard in on that tackle for Fort A. State at the 15-yard line. Ends up being a one-yard gain, and Northeast has got to punt. They're three and out again. Adel Hart is a redshirt freshman out of Garden Plain, making his collegiate debut tonight. In fact, he was a Wichita area small school player of the year. Wow. All-state running back and linebacker. 
Garden Plains always had good football. There's a pretty good punt. Bounces inside the 50, inside the 40, still rolling. Still rolling down the field. It's going to roll all the way down to the 30-yard line. That's going to be a 56-yard punt. The two best punts of the night from Tyler Crawford really haven't been that good off his foot, but he's gotten about 30, a combined 45 yards and rolls. Florida State for their own 30 now. But did you see our kids run off yep. the field as soon as it was kicked? We weren't going to yeah, make we're, any we're mistakes. <laughs> Let it roll. We'll put our offense out there. 49-0 Tigers, 4.37 to go. See if they can't run out the clock here. Caleb Hebner's second possession at quarterback, the redshirt freshman out of Denison, Texas. And he's going to hand it off to Clay Thompson, or Clay, uh, Clay Robinson, excuse me, the Cheney product. Yeah, Clay Thompson not on the Tigers team. He'd help him if he was, but Clay Robinson the carry. And he kind of knifes his way for a couple out to the 32. Two-yard gain, so... We've seen four running backs tonight. Travis Dixon started. Shane watched Jaquan Tillis and now Clay Robinson. Robinson had 11 carries a year ago. He's got 26 in his career for 206 yards. He had seven carries, 74 yards against these guys in 21. Gets the carry again out across the 35 to about the 36. They're going to mark about the 35, so... Three-yard gain. Now it's a third down and five for the Tigers. 349 and counting. 49 nothing. Good guys. Yeah, they're confused now. They can't even yeah. get a lineup North in there. Northeastern getting some linemen in late for this third down and five. Hebner dropping back to pass from the shotgun. Dumps it across the middle. Robinson, the catch, tries to stretch, but he does not have the first down. That was a good tackle in space by the linebacker. Kale Brakebill. Brakebill out of Melissa, Texas. Well, that was a great open field tackle. Robinson caught it. He normally pretty good about breaking out of a, that first hit, but Brakebill will not let go, and Fort A. State only gains two. They'll have to punt the football. You know, girl, coaching is a, a great profession. It's a very, very tough profession anymore. You're kind of expected to be perfect your first night and then get better. <laughs> But how disheartening it must be to a coaching staff that thought they brought some really good kids in for opening opening game to be down 49 to nothing. It's so dis, dis, disheartening. Zizen cam to punt. It's a low wobbly kick. It's going to bounce. It's loose. It's a free ball. A, rare, a river hawk touched it. And I think Fort A. State's going to have their fifth takeaway. They do. A Riverhawk reached out with his right hand and touched it, and Fort Hayes State recovers the muff, and they're going to get the ball back at the Northeastern 30-yard line. There's a mistake I talked about. Now we'll go in and score one more time. Downstairs to Seth Kincaid. That was the, the long snapper, number 53. Bryce Howard hustling downfield to recover that fumble. Well, how about that? How many times you see that the long snapper gets in on the tackle, and that time he got the fumble, the muff. So Fort A. State will keep the possession. A river hockey, I think he was trying to get out of the way and just caught his right hand, and Fort A. State was able to recover the football. Allowed the ball at the 31. You called it. Fort A. State is going to get a score. We're down to 227, and they have it at the 31-yard line. Tell you what really, really excites me is how our reaction, the reaction of our 
our sideline people and the rest of the players over there, they went crazy with that recovery. Tell this, yeah, you talked about the chemistry in the pregame. You can sense it's a lot better. Cormany, or excuse me, uh, Hebner's going to throw. He's got a man wide open. It's going to be a Fort Hayes State touchdown. Caleb Hebner hits Logan Heigl for a touchdown. The first career touchdown pass for Hebner, and it's the Salina Central Mustangs' first career touchdown reception. A 31-yarder, and the Tigers lead 55 to nothing. How often do you see a score after a mistake? And that, that's was, that was perfect. Great pass, by the way, just super. Well, Heigl was, I mean, there wasn't anybody within 15 yards. All he had to do was catch it, and he walks it in. So Caleb Hebner with his first career touchdown pass. And the Tigers now lead 56 to nothing with 2.20 to go in the game. So the muff punt turns in the points. And it's been all black and gold tonight. And, boy, you love the takeaways. That's been a bad stat for Fort A. State. Really the last two years accentuated a year ago, but not tonight. Plus five Well, you love the takeaways, but you also love that you didn't have many takeaways. Exactly. No giveaways, all takeaways. That's usually a good formula. So... Heigl gets his first career touchdown catch. Caleb Hebner, his first career touchdown pass. And Fort A. State leads 56 to nothing with 2.20 to go in the ballgame. It'll be fun to talk to Coach Chris Brown afterwards. Seth Kincaid's going to grab a couple of players afterwards as well outside the locker room. That's not always an easy job. It was a tough job a year ago when you suffer through a 3-8 and eight season. Seth's going to get a, a fun one tonight. See who he grabs, but be interesting to talk to Jack Dawson, get his thoughts. I thought he showed great poise in the start tonight, showed why he won that quarterback starting job. And big game for everybody to build off, but they're going to get a big, big time test next week. Kickoff from Arch, going to be taken at the six yard line by Jackson once again. Up the near numbers 20 to the 25, then gets belted hard and knocked down. Great special teams tackle. That was Michael Pauley, Bishop Carroll redshirt freshman with a big time hit. And Northeastern's going to get it back one more time to try to score with 9 or 2.14 to go in the game. They'll have it at their own 25-yard line. I'd be surprised if they put it in the air. They're probably just going to run out the clock, keep the ball on the ground, and go home. (laughs) Our fourth quarter tonight brought to you by Kona Big Way. Bring the Aloha. It's a crisp, easy-drinking beer. Enjoy a big wave on game day, and remember to please drink responsibly. 56-0 Tigers. 2.14 to go in the ballgame. It's going to be a quarterback draw by Ellerick. He's got some reaction. That is a new quarterback, Sawyer Jones, a Central Oklahoma transfer, a mid-year transfer a year ago from Wagner, Oklahoma. He led them to a state championship his senior year. And he scrambles his way all the way up to the 36-yard line, an 11-yard gain and a first down. So Sawyer Jones, the third quarterback of the night for the Riverhawks. First down and 10, down to a minute, 44 to go. Jones to throw, deep downfield, it's incomplete. He overshot his intended target. There is a flag back of the 36-yard line, maybe a hold. We'll see about the penalty marker. May have been a Tiger reach out and hold one of the receivers. 
which might be why the ball was overthrown. Some new faces in on that secondary. Trey Hines, who blocked a punt that was scooped up by Mason Perez for a touchdown in the second quarter. He is into the ball game. Michael Polly with that special teams tackle. He's in there right now. Young guys out there getting some experience. Silas Setter, he's been active tonight at linebacker. He's one of the Tigers out there. You know, Curran, you have to give credit to our coaches, too. They've, after that first series, we thought, oh, no, yeah. here we go again. And, boy, they made some great adjustments against this defense. Reed Adelhart, Keon Turner, redshirt freshman for Mesa, Arizona. Benny Williams in a corner. So all the backups are in there and even deeper. Here's a little pass stretch play by the quarterback, Jones, he tried to throw it across his body, and it's incomplete trying to go to wide receiver Gabe Martinez. So it is incomplete. Now it's second down and 10. A penalty, by the way, took it all the way out to the Tiger 49. Second down and 10. Clock stopped. A minute 29 to go in the game. Four-day state leading 56 to nothing. Trying for their first shutout since 21 when they won big 72 to nothing against Lincoln. Jones is going to run. The quarterback bounces out to the left. He slides short of the first down. The three Tigers go tumbling to avoid contact, and a penalty had to hurdle him to not hit him. They did the job, and he's going to be marked at the 42-yard line where he started his slide. So it's a gain of seven. Now it's third down and three. Clock rolling a minute eight to go. And the Tigers preserve the shutout, leading 56 to nothing. Jones in the shotgun, slaps the hand, takes the snap, wants to throw on third down, being flushed, rolling to his left, throws it late, it's incomplete. He was trying to go to, it may have been Rutledge, but he was well defended over there by Benny Williams. The pass goes incomplete. Actually, that was not Benny Williams in coverage. That was Riley Wheat. So now it's fourth down. Looks like the Riverhawks are going to go for it. Why not? 50 seconds to play, trying to get on the board, down 56 to nothing. Boy, you know, all those defensive guys on the sideline, they want a shutout. Those are hard to get. And they're 50 seconds away from getting it. Jones to throw, plenty of time across the middle. Catch is made inside the 30. And staying on his feet and bouncing off a tackle is Sean Jackson, their return man. He made a nice catch in space, and it's a first down, down to the 27-yard line. And a gain of 15 yards on fourth down to keep the drive alive for the Riverhawks. 36 seconds to play. 56-0 Tigers. Riverhawks down to the Fort A. State 27. They've only been in the red zone twice tonight. They threw interceptions both times. Snap back to Jones. He's going to heave it to the end zone. It's going to be broken up. It's intercepted, but out of bounds. So good coverage. Either way, catch or pick, it was not going to count. Keon Turner, we told you about him, a Desert Ridge Jaguar from Chandler, Arizona, from um, Mesa, Arizona on that that coverage. I think he caught it, but he was out of bounds. It's second down. 19 seconds to go. 
Jones back to pass again across the middle, incomplete. He overshot his intended target, Jackson, that time. And now it'll bring up third and 10. 14 seconds left. A few folks sticking around for Northeastern. Not a bad group of Tiger fans on the furthest trip of the year. We actually passed a couple on our way down here tonight. Colorado Plates, we're guessing they came to watch Kyle Cor- Kale Cormany. Here's a little swing pass. It's going to be caught, and that'll be a first down to the 15-yard line. That was a great stretch and catch by Gabe Martinez. Caleb Pillow made the stop. Pillow, the redshirt freshman from Coronado, a Mustang in Lubbock, Texas. First down, Riverhawks. Now they're going to pass into the end zone. It's going to be batted out. Oh, it's oh. going to be intercepted. The two Tigers collided. Oh, that was going to be an interception for Riley Wheat <laughs> on the final play of the game, and then one of his teammates ran into him and knocked it free. It would have been the sixth takeaway. Four-day State gets a stop on the final play of the game, and they get the shutout. Their first since 21 when they blank Lincoln 72 to nothing. They win their opener tonight in Tahlequah, all four-day state. Tigers 56, Riverhawks nothing. Our post-game show is next. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC. Back in Tahlequah, Tigers win it tonight 56 to nothing over the Northeastern State Riverhawks. We have head coach Chris Brown with us down on the field. Coach, congratulations. Um, really got to be thrilled with everybody. Everybody got to the act. It's just a good, solid team win by your squad here to open up the new season. Yeah, it was. I mean, our kids played really, really well. Um, I'm sure we're going to watch film. There's going to be a lot of mistakes and things that we need to get corrected, but you know, I thought they played really hard. They played physical, uh, more physical than, than we have in past years, but we still got to get more physical on the football field. But very pleased with you know, the performance of our young men, staying locked into the game and doing the things that we ask them to do. And you can't ask for more than that. And, you know, getting a shutout, I mean, that, that's hard to do in this conference no matter who you're playing. And uh, you know, our kids stepped up today, played hard, played physical, did the things we asked. And uh, uh, I'm proud of them. I'm very proud of them. It wasn't a great start. You go three and out on offense. Offensive line just got blown off the line of scrimmage. And then you get the two penalties when you look like you were going to get a three and out. But the, the interception by men just kind of turned the tide. You go down and score. And that just seemed to open the floodgates for you guys. Yeah, it gave us the momentum. You know, you need those plays to get momentum. And uh, that's a heck of a play by him because those things are hard. I still have no idea how he caught that ball. But, you know, he did it. But that, we need those kind of plays to happen because that's a big momentum changer as well. So and we got a few more later on and, you know, got that one down by the end zone by Travion. And, you know, that's huge for us. So turnovers are big. And then you had some big plays offensively as well. And then the O-line finally kind of settled in and, and gave our back some room to run. Yeah, I think plus five in turnovers tonight. And you look the last couple of years, that's been a problem. You've been neg- you, you've been in the negative in the turnover margin. And last year you had your fewest amount of takeaways in 17 years. Not tonight. Plus five. Uh, that's a good sign. If you want to have a good year, you got to be good in the turnover margin. You guys certainly were tonight. Yes, ball security on offense and on defense. Go get the ball whenever you can get it and, and strip that ball when you, every chance you get. And, you know, the pump block was huge for us as well, scoring a touchdown. But, I mean, I think overall game, our, kid, our kids played together. There's a lot of energy on the sideline. And, you know, and those picks and those interceptions, you know, do those things for you and, and get your kids playing hard and it keeps the momentum on your side as well. But, you know, I'm, I'm pleased with it. But when I watch the film, I might have a different story. But right now I'm very proud of the way they continue to battle. Um, they didn't let up through the entire game, and uh, they just kept playing hard. 
a lot about the quarterback battle. Uh, three guys trying to gut it out and get the starting job. You went with Jack Dawson. He proved a, that was a great decision. He had a career night tonight. Five touchdown passes, ran for another. He was really good. He was precise on his throws and showed a lot of poise. Uh, really good night for him. He had a great night. He saw some things. He saw things well. Um, you know, he missed a f- couple balls, and uh, you could see that he was not real happy with himself, but just calming down and understanding, hey, you, got, you still make some more plays for us. And it's exactly what he did. He looked comfortable in the pocket, um, made his reads, made the throws, and when he was able to run, he was able to run. And, I mean, he had a great game today. And, you know, it was that game experience that kind of, you know, made us go with that w- with Jack, and uh, he proved us right. Talk about the defensive front and uh, go, talking with Coach Hickel, he feels this group's got a chance to be really, really good. Uh, they did a pretty good job tonight. Uh, I know their tests are going to get bigger and better as the season goes, but he was really they were really solid up front, those front four. Yeah, they were. They did a good job of getting pressure on the quarterback and, uh, you know, stopping the run as well. And, uh, you know, just a few times they kind of broke away on some scramble plays as well and a couple long long runs. But those are things we got to eliminate. But still looking back at it, you know, we still got to get some get better in our drops, do a better job of getting hands on receivers and uh, not giving up some of those big plays. You know, if we can eliminate big plays and make teams drive the field, you know, it's hard to score. And uh, but they played well. Our D line played well. Linebackers played well. I thought our secondary played pretty well as well. But you know, we got the big test next week. Exactly. Got a big win here today, and uh, it really ratchets. I think Coach Boucher talking to him said it well. You'll find out who you are tonight you'll find out what you are next thursday night with an ashley ranked fourth ranked pittsburgh state gorillas come to town and that's exactly right and it's the same thing i told our guys in the locker room when I mean, we figured out who you guys were when I mean, now we see that you play hard you play physical and you know and, and overcame a little bit of adversity as well in this game but you know next week's gonna be tough the reigning champs in the miaa and you know they're gonna come to our place and you know we have to play better than what we play tonight and, and play a lot better and play more physical and you know, get, still create some turnovers and, and not turn the ball over on offense. If we can do those things, good things can happen. All right, Chris, congratulations. Safe trick back to Hayes. We'll talk to you next week, but hey, enjoy this one. Hey, thanks, Gerard. Appreciate you. You bet. There's head coach Chris Brown, our Chris Brown post-game interview brought to you by the Fort A. State University Foundation. Support the Fort. Every gift matters in creating a stronger Fort Hayes State University. More to come from Tahlequah. This is the Next Tech Wireless post-game show on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. Joined now by Larned defensive back Mason Perez. Big night tonight. He scooped up a block punt for a touchdown, had an interception. He was everywhere and uh, joining us down on the sideline. Congratulations. Uh, it was a rough year last year. Everybody knows that. This had to feel really good to get out there and play the way you guys did. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, we were all excited for this season. <clears throat> we were looking forward to this game. As soon as last season ended, we were ready to flip the switch. We started last spring. We uh, got after it this summer, and everyone had a changed attitude and mindset and going into this year. And we're not done. We got a lot, but uh, get get more stuff uh, figured out, and then keep keep going. <clears throat> Talk about the the defense. Not a great start. You got the you got the penalty, and you look like you had a three and out, but then. The interception by Miles kind of turned the tide on both sides of the ball. Then you guys were rolling. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, well, I think Gavin deflected uh, <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. And then Miles was just in the right spot at the right time, and uh, that was a big momentum shifter. And, you know, you just got to take advantage of that and uh, use it to your, uh, the team's ability and uh, just capitalize off that. And it, it, was a, it was a great play by those two. P- 
pitching a shutout, and I know you guys, even though some of the backups were in down the stretch, were all wanting to keep that zero on the board. Just talk, what does that mean? to? And I know it's Northeastern State, and they haven't, you know, been near the top of the conference, but as Coach Brown said, shutouts are hard to come by in this league. What did it mean for you guys to put a zero on that? Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, going into this game, we know it was going to be it was going to be on us if uh, we were going to lose this game. It was going to be us, and if we make mistakes, and then holding them to zero, it was awesome. And then offense capitalizing, defense capitalizing on turnovers, special teams doing good stuff, and it, it was just awesome. We were all looking forward to this game, first game of the season, holding them to zero. That's what we wanted to do, and it only got better at halftime. That was our speech. We you know keep keep our foot on the pedal and then get after it. You had a couple of big plays. You mentioned special teams. You get the scoop after Hines blocks the punt for the for the touchdown. Just talk about that play a little bit. That was a uh, is one of those you felt good about things, but that kind of got you to where you felt this thing was going to be in the bag. Uh, yeah, that was exciting. Uh, it was a designed block play. We were bringing pressure, and two guys came to me, and it opened up the middle for a tray to go ahead and go get it and then I looked up and I just saw the ball rolling in front of me and I was like I'm gonna go get that thing and looked up and I was close to the end zone and I was like I'm gonna score this but no it was awesome and then your interception that was an athletic play did a great job to tap the feet stay in bounds they go to review and obviously you you, you got the feet in bounds talk about that interception that was pretty impressive yeah it was it was an awesome play I'm not gonna lie I mean <laughs> I was honestly shocked too but I mean I got I knew my feet were in bounds, but then again, when it went to review, I was like, this shouldn't take too long because the ref that uh, saw it, he was right in front yeah. of me and I didn't think it, I, I didn't think it was going to get turned overturned, but no, it, it was awesome. Well, you got to win. You got the shutout. Obviously, things get a lot tougher. Pittsburgh State, the reigning champs come to town. You'll get a big time test next Thursday night in a home opener. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Well, congratulations. Hey, enjoy this one. Have a safe trip back. We'll see you next week. Thank you. You too. That's Mason Perez down to the sideline, uh, one of the stars defensively, and we'll let him switch out the headsets, and uh, we'll get Jack Dawson in. What a night for Jack. Five touchdown passes, also ran for a no. score. Uh, can, can you hear me down there, Jack? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now. There you go. Hey, congratulations. Just offensively, that first series, three and out, didn't go well, but that interception by – Miles seemed to turn the momentum around, and, boy, then you guys were rolling the rest of the night. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, my receivers were getting open. They knew what was going on. Um, you know, the defense was kind of different than what we expected, but, um, you know, we got the job done, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're just playing football. Um, those are my guys, and I trust them. Well, you're, I thought it was impressive. You got a lot of guys involved in the ball game tonight. I think about everybody caught at least one pass. Uh, you were looking for everybody. You weren't honed in on one and uh, those guys really performed well. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just it's all kudos to the coaches. You know, they put together a real good game plan. Um, and, you know, just like I said in media day, um, you know, we worked in the summer. We worked in the spring. We we all uh, cut out. Can you hear me? I can still hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we worked in the spring. And, and you know, I think it showed tonight that anybody can, uh, you know, make a play for us. And you, you kind of got to guard the whole field. Talk about the offensive line, a bit of a struggle, not first possession, but they just seem to get better and better as the game went along. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, the big boys, they need to love always, man. I'm glad you brought them up. You know, they did a really great job, um, you know, pass setting, and, um, you know, we ran the ball pretty well as well. And, uh, you know, I think that even with the twos going in there and, you know, them going in to score was really cool, um, you know, and I think it was a great team effort. 
Talk about the confidence. I mean, you look poised in the pocket. You had a couple times you had to step up in the pocket, maybe avoid a rush, and then found your guy downfield. Um, just your confidence and your comfort level out there tonight, maybe compared to, to at any point last year. Yes, sir. You know, um, you know, last year, maybe in my freshman year, you know, I was kind of chill trying to figure it out. Um, I felt, you know, like you said, pretty poised back there. Like I said, the defense that we were facing wasn't kind of what we expected. Um, but, you know, you just trust, trust your read. Um, you know, and, and good things will happen. You know, listen to your coaches. You know, if we all figure it out together, you know, and, and we can go, we can we can be really good. Well, you got a big win tonight, but as we talked with Mason and talked with Coach, big-time challenge. The reigning conference champs come into Lewis Field next Thursday night, hopefully a big crowd, but a big-time test to see exactly where you guys are here early on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, they're a great football or a great program um, in everything that they do, and it's going to be a real test at home, and I'm excited. I mean, I haven't got to watch any of their film yet, but um, I'm sure tomorrow – um, Saturday, you know, we're going to dive into theirs and, you know, hopefully we uh, can have kind of the same result as tonight. All right, congratulations. Enjoy the trip back. Five TD passes, ran for another career night. Hopefully that's the start of a big-time season. Appreciate the time, Jack. Yes, sir, appreciate you. Thank you. You bet. That's Jack Dawson, Tiger wide, uh, Tiger quarterback. He had a big-time game tonight. Five TD passes, ran for another as the Tigers win it 56 to nothing over Northeastern State. We'll take a timeout. We'll recap the game, give you some highlights from the evening as we continue on the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC.